Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here from Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tractor boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tractor pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you, when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay Marine. It's St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boat, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats dealer. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, Captain Kirk Waltz. Good morning. Captain Leon Dana. That's me. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Mr. Chris Wayne, bring oh, it to you. Oh, no. I got yeah. some tips. You got some tips, yeah. <laughs> tips. I got some pointers <laughs> coming on. Oh, that's good. It's been a pretty week, hasn't it? It's been, oh. it's, it's been the, the weather's been amazing, Kirk. I uh, mean, I have not. I told uh, somebody yesterday. I I can't remember. I know it was Dennis Young. I can't remember when the ocean has been like this in the fall as late as it has for for the last three weeks, really, for as long as it has. Yeah, it's I been, no, there's no doubt. It's been unbe- unbelievable. Yesterday, it's unbelievable. I, I was out inshore fish yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. and at two o'clock, there was. I mean, I'm talking no wind. It yeah. was it was like it was like something that you would. Feel in August, mm-hmm. right? It was, I mean, it, it was literally. It was hot. It was still. It's like wow. It's I just, know. It doesn't doesn't feel um, like deer season. It no, it doesn't. And you know, it's it's just been an unusual three to four weeks, and mm-hmm. it's just unusual to not even if not being cold, not having the wind right. stir up the ocean mm-hmm. like it normally does this time yeah. of the year. It's been you know like an Indian summer. Mm-hmm. You know, late summer and ocean's been laid down. It's been really pretty. Plenty of opportunity to go offshore. I, I, t- I talked to Chad Starling this morning. They were running way out. Mm. Uh, Brad Smith and Steve Mullen and uh, Clint, who works with those guys over at the sheriff's office, they all went out and fished offshore yesterday. Uh, Dennis Young was offshore. Pile of people went out. I've been watching the guy Spear uh, post some really pretty pictures of fishing he's been doing out. Yeah. And I know a lot of the guys out of St. Augustine are running out. Yeah. It's pretty been – and it, it's incredible. It, it's funny because, uh, you know, this this time of year, I don't um, I don't even think about running offshore. You know what I mean? I, I'm no. just kind of an inshore guy this time of year. Well, I, we I, talk I, about it in, yeah. in years past about windows. Yeah. And normally you don't have this many windows, and yeah. the window's been just wide open for a weeks. week. Window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's been weeks, yeah. Yeah, Leon. I mean, it's just crazy yeah. to we, see it like we that. haven't had a nor'easter. Not a no. tr- not a true one. Not a true one. 
yeah. you know, which which that normally kind of flips everything, you know. Um, but but we haven't. Uh, speaking of the weather, real quick, brought to you by the Bearded Pig, right down the street from Captain Kirk. Oh, that's yeah. barbecue. You're a lucky man. Got to get your pig on. <laughs> Got to get your pig on. Uh, to hear, listen to it today. Northwest winds five to ten. Uh, yeah, becoming northeast ten to fifteen in the afternoon, but it's it's literally. That's it. Uh, tonight, east 10 to 15, 5 to 10 after midnight. Yeah. 2 to 3. Sunday, east winds 10 to 15, 2 to 3, 7 seconds. Monday, southeast 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Tuesday, west winds 10 to 15, becoming northwest 5 to 10 in the afternoon, 2 to 3. So there's a cold front coming through. Tuesday night, northwest winds 5 to 10. Wednesday, west winds 5 knots. There's no, there's, Unreal. There, there's no wind. And it's uh, it's great. It's great for fishing. It, it is. It's great for for running trips. It's terrible for deer hunting. It has been if, tough. If you if you guys think about if yep. it's still here, if there's no wind on the coast, go to <laughs> go to Middle Georgia. <laughs> Get in the yeah. middle of the woods. Yeah. and see how it works out for you. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the the worst thing in the world is 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 when there's 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 no wind and heat. And, and yeah, yeah, afternoons is almost almost out. I mean, eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, because because it just hunt. it's you know. I'm not going to hunt in that. Yeah, if you think about a a light and variable, that that means the wind is light and it's variable. That means it's everywhere. Right. So even at a two knot wind that goes east and then west, and and you're sitting there for three hours, that means your scent is all over the woods. (laughs) It's it's everywhere. It's made it difficult. Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, thank goodness gun season came in uh, Mm -hmm. for Georgia. Last weekend, at least you can get two hundred yards. You can reach out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. not it's not as as, as detrimental to you know because you know Kirk and I are trying to kill deer at twenty five yards, exactly. twenty five yards, mm-hmm. and, and and when there's when there's just absolutely now, if it's cold, and and there's 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 a little bit of a breeze, you're you're, you're okay, you know. But because you're not sweating, you know. But when it's hot, in the afternoons yeah. like that, forget it. I you didn't even hunt it. the other day, Kyle. I, I, Kyle came into town for a couple of days and went up to our place. Of course, he lives in Naples now, so to come up this far, he's he's going to come for sure. four or five days. So he came up Friday, and he called me and said, hey, when are you coming up? I said, uh, I've got to work through the weekend, but I'll be there Sunday night, you know, and I'll hunt with you Monday, and then i got to go back back home. And we hunted Monday morning. It was beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, it was gorgeous. Yeah, Monday morning was awesome. 46, yeah. 47, yeah. you know, light winds. Uh-huh. It was beautiful, but then by you know twelve o'clock, oh, it's it was so eighty degrees. I know. I was working in the yard, working on the tractor and mowing and stuff. I was like, "He's going. You going out this afternoon?" I was like, "Uh, maybe." You know, <laughs> we'll see how I feel. Three o'clock. I was yeah, yeah, like, yeah, "Exactly." I'm not going anywhere. I guess got on the four wheeler and rode around, looked at some places, you know, until about four thirty, and mosquitoes were bad, terrible in I the mean, afternoons. They're awful. I mean, they went down in the swamp and they were just they were chewing oh, on you know. Yeah. Are, they the, are they the big dogs? They are the big dogs, oh, man. Just, I mean, when it hits your you know, when it hits your window, you can literally hear it. When they land on your shoulder, you can feel them walking oh across gosh. your back. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I hate mosquitoes. I know that God put them here for a reason, but anyway, I don't know what that reason is. You want to do a tides? Sure. Tides brought to you by Andy Angie Subs, and here's here's something different for you folks out there. I know a lot of people here is talk about Angie Subs and all the big sandwiches. They don't just serve sandwiches. They got some of the best salads. Mm-hmm. My wife's a big big salad freak. Carrie, uh, your wife Kevin is Love big salads. on salads yes, she is. and Absolutely. eating healthy. Mm-hmm. They have some of the best salads. They'll take a scoop of tuna fish, chicken salad, and put it on the salad. So don't think it's just a normal sub shop because it's not. 
it's it's really different. So go up there and check them out right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. Anyway, the tides today had a high tide at 10.26 a.m. A low tide was at 4.05 a.m. this morning. I kind of like these tides like I did last week. You know, you've got uh, high outgoing tides. So you can actually fish early in the morning, catch the high outgoing tides, throw topwater plugs, catch some nice trout. This is the time of year. Water temperatures are 77, 78 at Mayport. This is the time of year you're going to start throwing top waters and catch some really nice trout on top water as well as reds. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon at 4.05, outgoing tide through the afternoon. Same thing in the afternoon. You can fish up in the creeks. I went up in the flats. The, 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 the rat reds are starting to really bunch up. And there's a lot of big slots mixed in with them. It's been a, been a good year for the rat reds. Huh. It, it has been. But, I mean. I think it's going to be a real dynamic fall for these things. I think you're going to see thousands of them moving to yeah, these creeks. I mean, Leon and I talked yesterday. You know, it's I, – I love inshore fishing when it's when it's on like this. I really do. It's fun. I, I, it's, it's fun. You it know, is. I mean, you know, because – I mean, yesterday I sent you guys that picture of a damn sheep's head on a, on a pop-up, pop-up cork. cork. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. – uh, that fish was fighting them like – you know, I'm kind of like, what is that? In two mm-hmm. feet of water, you know? I mean, you can't go anywhere. Right. And, I'm, and, and man, he's just peeling drag, you know? Yes. And uh, obviously, all that light tackle we use, I'm like, what is that? And then they got up there and turned sideways, like, oh! That's a good one. <laughs> Let me get the net. Yeah, yeah. because here, here's the cool thing. They had already caught a couple really nice reds, and they're mm-hmm. like, dude, that's all we want to eat. You know, we don't yeah. we want to let everything else go. Well, Sheep said it didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I immediately sent that picture to Sea Fave, and I'm like, yeah, that, "This one's making the cut." Yeah, <laughs> this one's making the cut. This yeah. one's not going back. Yeah, and they're starting to show up too. I mean, they're well, showing I, up I, early. I, the water temperatures warm, and they are starting to really show up. Yeah, I had uh, I had 76 degrees yesterday. Yep. In in, in St. Augustine, so um, I'll, I'll, you know, I guess you you, you know you're going to have a little more movement of the sheepies. You know. Well, I caught. I caught five yesterday, okay. so you know, and I wasn't really trying too hard to catch them. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to show up. We caught one on a float rig, but it was deep, like eight feet of water. Mm-hmm. But I mean, still some mangoes around. Um, you know, of course there there have been plenty of flounder. Unfortunately, folks, you can't keep flounder until November fifteenth. So you got to let them go. Yeah, but there have been you know quite a few flatties around. It's still hard to still hard to get that through your head, isn't it? Well, still, and, you know when you. Because I, I I did catch a nice flounder yesterday and had to let Gary know that, you know. It's got to go back. It's got to go back. Yeah, he's like, well, you Wait, know, what? And most people are like, what? Really? Oh, yeah. And they were they were good with it. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just it's just weird throwing flounder back. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. You think this is going to make a meaningful impact in one month? No. no. <laughs> exactly. No. I think absolutely. it's only going to, you know, I don't know. I just I think it's too long. Uh, okay, because they're still they're still able to commercial fish them. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean yeah. so so I don't know. Yeah, I think that, no I don't I don't think it's going to make any difference yeah. at all. No, but you know I'll give them credit for trying. Sure. I just wish it it wasn't for six weeks. But the thing is, you know, I had, it funny I had some guys uh, that I fished with, uh, Ron Senior and Junior, yesterday, and his dad caught you know from Minnesota caught a bull red. Uh-huh. He's living in Palm Coast now, and he fought that thing for ten minutes, and he pulls it up to the boat, and he's going, "All right!" And I sling it in the boat, and he goes, "Man, that'll feed us for a couple of days." <laughs> and Junior's yeah, yeah. over there standing behind me, and he goes, "Uh, Dad, yeah. um, yeah. I hate I to tell you this, this Dad, yeah. I know it's exactly. coming, you know, I know yeah. it's coming." And I go, "What? Wait for it." Uh, he goes, "What? What? What?" And I go, "We gotta let it go." He goes, "What?" <laughs> 
Say, do what? Say what? Do what? <laughs> he said, this is the biggest one we caught all day. I said, yeah, we're going to catch a couple more, but you can't keep any of them. And he's like, oh, man. And he's like, God, oh, I can't believe And then kept saying, I can't believe we got to put it back. I, I, said, that, I, know. That, I, I He's had sitting a, there shaking his head. Gosh darn it. You yeah. could eat on that for three how, days. How old is he? You got to figure that. The, the, no, the, no, no, no. The, the, gentleman, the gentleman, yeah. I'd say he's in the uh, mid to late 70s. Okay, because gotcha. yeah. I, I had I had a grandson and grandfather. This is years ago, and this was, this was when it was still one per person. Mm-hmm. And I was it was fall. Granddad's probably about the same age, you know. And I was right there off the dock to Porpoise Point, just hammering the reds, you know. And it, this was again when it was one per person, and, and uh, you know, so I throw two in the box and done. We're good. Yeah, and 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 you know the third one comes in and I throw it overboard and the old man's like, "Whoa, what are you well, doing? What are you there? doing? You know, <laughs> well, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, we're only allowed one per person." And he's like, "We fish for like five more minutes to catch two more." And he goes, "I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore." And 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 the kids like, "Dad, this is an amazing redfish. Uh, or granddad, this is an amazing redfish bite. I've never seen. I've, I've fished with Kevin for years. Never seen anything like this. I'm done. Take me in." Really? Oh yeah, he, hunter he, killer. He, he 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 refused to catch another fish and throw it back. He was bummed. Yeah, he was bummed. So I was like, well, instead of going in, do you want to go maybe try to find some trout or so? I don't think we caught a fish the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? but that he, was the buzz he, kill he, he right was, there. Oh, absolutely. He was he was done. He's like, I'm not doing this. Don't leave fish to go find yeah, fish. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he was like, he's like, I, <sighs> I, 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 you know, but that generation. I know. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's. My it, dad wouldn't understand that. No. Well, you know, you gotta you got you gotta think if they're up in age like my dad and your dad. Uh-huh. I mean, they came from a, pond, a time when there was a depression. That's right. And you know, going back to World War II and ration stamps, and you know, I remember as a kid we'd go out fishing, and if it was as big as your hand. That's right. If it, it went, if in, it made the grease pop. It, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it went in the it went in the cooler. Yeah, you know, sure. At, at that time, we had a wash tub. It went in the wash tub, mm-hmm. and then we got to our house, and we'd have pinfish. We would have little mangoes, Good. grunts, yep. grunts. Uh-huh. Uh, you'd have croakers, croakers, whitings, and we'd call everybody in my family. My grandma and granddad would come over, and my cousins and my aunts, and everybody bring a pot, and they'd take. Seven or eight fish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we were left with the rest, and we would eat them whole. We never filleted a fish. Yeah. I, it, you know, when uh, when my grandparents had their place in Swanee Shores, all we did was trout fish, mm-hmm. and it was, all we did was throw artificial stuff. Papa never bought a shrimp, all right? We ain't, we ain't spending no money on shrimp. <laughs> all we did was throw artificials, which is fine over there. But when we got in, my job was to clean all the fish, mm-hmm. and it was 12 inches and unlimited, brother, and if it was – Close to twelve, it was going in the box on ice, right. right? So generally speaking, I would clean anywhere from forty to a hundred trout. Yeah, you know, and I had to fillet them, take care of them, pack them. But that's not what we ate there. Yeah. Right? That was for the family. Right. And so when I got done, I cane pole, red wigglers, and a, a little rim cork, and I'd catch mullet, big mullet. Mm-hmm. Four, mm-hmm. to, four to six pounds. That's what we ate. Yeah, that smoke night. them. Yeah, or no, fry them. fry them up. Yeah, we did too. Yeah, fry, fry them, them whole. Up. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the thing too. We never, we never filleted fish when I was young. We would just eviscerate them, mm-hmm. cut their heads off, right. and then get you're, a giant you're, you're, spoon. You're right, and you're right. A lot of them we did that way. You're just right. rake that spoon down there, get all the scales off, yeah. and then mom would just just dust them with flour, and we'd have a big old giant skillet, and she'd fry those fish whole. Mm-hmm. 
And we'd fight to eat the tails. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because like Chris, the, potato chips. Oh, it's a potato it's chip. It's like eating it's, the potato it's chips. Awesome. It was great. It's awesome. Louie, yes, go talk to Louie before we take a break. Louie. All right. Yeah, you got me. Man, yeah. it is a pleasure. I listen to y'all. been listening to y'all for years. And I'm a truck driver. I, I live here in town. And I'm wanting to do some fishing. And I don't have a boat, but I got a fishing pole and a tackle box. And I got my license, and, I, you know, I was wondering, should I do the Hexter Drive? Should I go to the beach? Should I go to the pier? Or, I don't know. know. There's been a lot of fish. I fished west of Dames Point all the way up to the to the, to the the jetties the last couple trips this week. And there were, there were fish everywhere. Yeah, you, you cannot go wrong right now with surf fishing, Louie. That, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, really, really seriously. I mean, you, because now – now with the water temperature dropping, um, you're going to see a, a, an influx of pompano, of whiting, um, and, you know. But you still probably have some mullet going down the beach. I mean, so you're, you're, the possibilities are pretty much endless in, in the surf right now, and and the water really? the water's beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful day today too. Oh, it, it's so what, guys? The only access I have to bait. Is you know stopping at the fish camp and getting some shrimp, right? Yep. yep. Will, will that do? Absolutely. Yeah. That's fine. yeah. No, no question. Yeah. Cool. Appreciate yep. you, Captain. All right, buddy. Hey, Louie. One, other, right. one other thing: if you're going to go surf fishing like that, um, if they have fish bites, um, wherever you go, buy a little pack of it. It it works fish great. Bites? Fish bites. Yes, sir. It works great in the surf. Oh, okay. 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 All right, I sure appreciate it. All right, buddy. See Thank you. y'all. Uh-huh. Bye. Nope, no doubt. 641 You listen to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoors Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor with Captain Kirk Waltz and Captain Leon Dana sitting in for Logaman this morning. This is what like is this six weeks in a row for logs, Chris? I, I don't even I don't even know what he looks like anymore. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And, uh, guys, we were talking earlier um, about trout fishing over on the West Coast. And, folks, if you've never gone over there and done that, do yourself a favor, especially this time of year, man. When that water temperature starts cooling off just a little bit, the fall fishing over there is phenomenal. And it's totally different than, than what we do here. You know, where our tidal fluctuation is the highest or lowest in the state right. and over there there is hardly any tidal fluctuation i mean it's right but if you if, if you want to go over there and stay steen hatchie river club uh just go to sthr club you can rent one of their boats they have a, a, a private ramp so if you want to pull your boat over there and stay at one, at one of their cabins they've got rv p- parking hookups so or you can just go over there and charter somebody you know Oh, some great fishing over there. Some some great fishing. Totally different than what we do over here. It's totally different. I mean, so you get a different kind of experience. It's yeah. well worth the trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, fishing those grass flats. Have you done much over there? Um, tw- 25 plus years ago, I I went over to right. Steenachie. And by the way, I haven't been over there in 20 plus years. I, I went over and To stayed, fish. Yeah, to fish. I went over there and stayed at Steenachie River Club. Carrie right. and I did, and it was awesome. But we didn't, we didn't fish. What blows my mind... Every time I go out there scalloping, 
is you see these fishermen and they're out there fishing and there's no landmarks whatsoever. It's just flat. Yeah, that's right. Grass flats. Yeah. And you're a few miles off the bank, you know, Yeah. five, six feet of water. Oh yeah. We got a great fish spot right over here. And I go, well, where's your landmark? Right. You know, we have landmarks that we fish off of. We have the captain's house. Right. You know, I mean, you know, I got the dead tree. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. They got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and now that you bring that up, I mean, I can remember, um, you know, when when I, when I fished over there with 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 my grandparents, Papa had a nineteen foot cobia mm-hmm. with a one thirty five Evinrude, and I don't, I, you know, I, I can remember sitting in the boat, um, and, and you're right, I don't, I don't know where we went. We obviously all we had was a compass, you know, there was no there was no electronics, right? You know, yeah, and he just. But I think most, east. I, I think most of the time he would try to just find a fleet of boats. Yeah, you know? and every, everybody would just drift the grass flat. Yeah, I mean, I went over there. I've gone over there a couple times, and I remember the one time I went over there with Jerry Blunt, and we we fished with a guy who was a highway patrolman over there across city, Bud Smith, and Bud had you know a pretty good reputation as a good fisherman, and he invited us over to go trout fishing, and so we put in at Horseshoe Beach, and I'm like, I'm like you guys, I'm going where. Where are we going? It's just, it's just. There's no creeks, right? It's no just, nothing. Yep. It's just the Gulf of Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I exactly. go. Where are we going? He goes. We're gonna go that way, and get out there, and then we're gonna kick it out of gear and just drift. Uh huh. I said, that's it. That's goes, it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now what? And we get out there, and I said, where's the live shrimp? No live bait. No. We don't use live bait. I said, well, what are we doing? He goes. He hands me a, a, a spinning rod <clears throat> with a cork on it that's hanging four feet above the hook, and he goes, put your uh, he said, put your rubber worm on there. And I said, well, what kind of rubber worm are we using here? And he said, we're using a little paddle tail, cockahoe minnow, minnow in the electric chicken color. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, I was like, that looks like a little frog to me. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Right. And I said, now what? And he goes, throw it out there. When it hits the water, just jerk it once and then let it sit. Jerk it again, let it sit. If it goes down, Reel. set the hook, start reeling. We wore those damn trout out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, unbelievable. And they were <laughs> everywhere. And there was nobody out there. Yeah. I don't think we saw another boat. Yeah, there, there, <sighs> was, there, was, there was plenty of times when, when we went out there. Um, like you said, Kirk, it was um, really kind of in the middle of nowhere. But it was, it, 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 it was a grass flat. But then any time you saw like a sandy spot, mm-hmm. you know, those were, were kind of the, the places that, the you, that you targeted. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, he always told me, he said, you can see the fish in the sand strips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, turtle glass, they, they, they blend right in with the turtle grass. But he said, if look for the sand strips. And he said, look on the edges. It'll look like little pieces of cordwood. And you'd look down there and you'd see them. You know? And that's where the redfish would be, too. And he was like, we don't mess with redfish over here. They're no. trash fish. They're, they're, they're a nuisance. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all don't eat those? Uh, no, we don't really mess no, with them. I'm telling you, Papa did. Redfish was not. It was trout, bro. That's what tr- we fished for. That's yeah. all he was like, trout. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I got a church, church social uh-huh. this weekend. Y'all start putting them in cooler. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yes, sir. <sighs> sure. Yeah, whatever. But it is it is fun. It's 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 different than than what we do. Um and, and you know what? I mean, especially for us, we kind of we kind of see the same things mm-hmm. day in and day out, you know. I mean, a lot of times same oyster bars. It's nice Same to go bank. someplace else. It's nice to go someplace else. I mean, when yeah. I went to Naples last July to visit Kyle, and we booked that guy down there, Guy Jerron, and I, I was like, well, where are we going? He goes, we're going to go up in the mangrove forest. And I'm not kidding. You get so far back in there, you're like, yeah, that's right. 
if if you croak, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I, I'm pretty much screwed. I don't know where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, you're going left, right, left, right, and he's weaving through there. He's going through cracks where he goes, when we come through this crack, you guys kind of lay down a little uh-huh. bit because the, the trees are going to be brushing the side of the boat. And you're going, and he's shooting through them going 25, 30 miles an hour. Hoping nobody's coming the other way. And I'm like, golly. <laughs> and you get back in there, and it's not very deep. It's only about four or five feet mm-hmm. feet deep. And all they do is they got a hook and a split shot. Mm-hmm. And you put that little pilchard on there, and you just pitch it over Isn't there. is that by fun? The, oh, it was a blast. Oh, so it is, it there was, were fish everywhere. Yep. Did he chum them up or he threw a little net full over there? Never did that. Pool. Never did that. No kidding. Not once. He said, you really don't have to do that. He said, if that bait hits the water and they see it, mm-hmm. they're going to okay. eat it. I just like the, the aspect of watching them eat the chum. Just crush it. Crush it. it. Just <laughs> crush well, and there it. Was, so much fun. You know, and I've stayed in Tampa a bunch because my granddaughter plays for USF at mm-hmm. the University of South Florida. And so we stay in the Bayfront uh, Tampa Bay Hyatt. And they've got a walkway that goes out to the bay. And you walk out there, and you and as you're walking through the mangrove forest, if the tide is high, which it only goes up about a foot and a half, and you just stop there at like six in the, six in the morning, you can hear the snook and the reds and the trout mm-hmm. blowing bait up in those trees. Mm-hmm. And you just stop, and you go, wow. And I'm, I've walked out there so many times, it just froze. And you'll see eight, five, six, seven-pound snook weaving in and out of those trees. I know. know it's cool, and there's all kind of food in there. It's it's just totally different world than what we're used to over here. Well, yeah, because uh, you know, Carrie and I lived in Fort Myers for a year, right? And uh, some of the fisheries, and I became obviously became real good friends with the. I, I didn't I didn't have a boat down there at the time, right? Became good friends with the guy that had a boat, and who was a really good fisherman. Good call, yeah, good <laughs> call. And I mean, it was it was three days a week at five p.m. after work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he and I would fish, or he and I and Carrie would fish. Oh, it was just—it was just a blast, right? I mean, I've told the story before, but the most unbelievable grouper bite I've ever been on was at Redfish Pass, and you could take a rock and throw it underhand to the beach. That's 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 not an exaggeration. And he, when 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 he took me there, he says, "Man, they're in here. You, you got it. We caught like ten pinfish. We only had like forty-five minutes of daylight left." He goes, drop it down. He had big old reels. You know, and I'm, I've grouper fished before. You You're know? thinking, yeah, ain't no way. We're 20 yards. What are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing? We're, we're inland now. Yeah. We're, we're oh, not yeah. out. And, 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 and I dropped down, and I got jerked to my knees. He had a 20-foot shamrock, and we had four or five fish on and just laying because we, we were try, trying to catch them, and, and we got broke off I don't know how many times. But, but we had four or five fish laying, and it covered that entire shamrock nice huge huge grouper i mean you walked uh, off that uh, boat shaking your head going i can't believe that just happened exactly and and, you know and and seriously that wasn't even a one-hour fishing trip and and, and to this day it's still one of the most epic trips fishing experiences i've ever had it was it was it was crazy that's pretty cool it was cool it it was cool i don't know how he knew they were there but he knew that they were there so Anyway, let's take a break. Give us a call. 641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Now, come on. Who is it? Clint Black? Nope. Older than that. 
Oh, Mel, uh, uh, Mel, uh, Gibson. Mel Tillis? Not Mel no, Gibson, no, no, not no, Mel Tillis. No, 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 Mel, Mel McDaniel. Mel McDaniel. What's the song? Um, it's, um, I can almost sing it. It's about a good looking woman, I know that. It is indeed. <laughs> Baby got her blue jeans Baby on. Baby got her blue jeans on, yeah. <laughs> Hey, so do you want to make like your garage floors, driveways, pool decks, patios, walkways? Yes. Do you? I know you do. I do. Uh, you need to call the experts at Shark Coatings, who they spent like two decades delivering high-quality floor coatings. Just go to sharkfloorcoatings.com and check out. When, when you look at this stuff, oh, my God, oh the gallery is amazing. It, it's absolutely amazing. Sharkfloorcoatings.com. Mel McDaniel. And we're having flashbacks here. For yeah, I know. I know it, I, dude. You know how you know how much I love old country music. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. That's why I wanted to yeah. quiz you a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's good stuff. Top Guns calling in man, at seven thirty. Early man. What the? Heck? What the what? Oh boy, I'm back. I'm back. How you doing? We're good, Top Guns. Shout out What's of the What's going on? I got a Top Gun salute for the Jacksonville Jags. Way to go, boys. Finally got your first win. And as Logs (laughs) would say, victory is sweet. 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 Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Keep it going now. Got to keep it going. Uh, I I, got to admit, man, that uh, when when, – the Dolphins scored, and I'm like, oh, really? Here we go yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and then and then we kicked a 56-yard field goal that, that hooked 10 yards. Oh, my word. I, because when he kicked it, I'm like, nah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it. you know, and, and, and then when the I looked at the, the ref raise her arms, I was like, Really? Yeah, how I know. That, I mean, I know. Did how, that, how the how, hell did that get in there? And then, <laughs> so, so you know, then after the hook, because I mean, seriously, when when it started, it was I, going. I had, yeah. I had an adult beverage, and, and it, it was it's, going right. It, yeah, and I took a giant swig, and yeah. I was like, oh, that it just pisses me off. And, <laughs> and then when it went in, I was like, wow. Okay, maybe there is a I thought football Frank, god. I thought that's somewhere. right. And so, and thought, then after the hook, and then the last one, yeah. I couldn't help but think, yeah. I wonder what Gary's doing right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, give us all that that grief. I, would, I thought the same exact thing. As, as a matter of fact, but but I but but I will tell you, Top Gun, when the when it went in, I jumped up and was screaming and hugging my wife. I was like, "Damn, yep. we finally yeah. won a game." Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Hey, you know how I'm always looking out for you boys, mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to tell you that you need to hold on to your ammo because there might come a time where you go deer hunting and you've got one arrow and one bullet. Mm-hmm. Because we went from having President Donald J. Trump to where you could get anything you needed to get to now having the Grinch who stole Christmas. <laughs> You know what? I haven't, that all, I haven't heard that one that's yet. That's all I've got to say about <laughs> that's, that. That's pretty funny. Okay. I don't care who you are. <laughs> the Grinch. Oh, it is man. Christmas coming up. It is. That's good. Yeah. That's kind of like that new hey, Allstate um, commercial where all those people are carrying that car. You know, got yeah. ran out of gas. Oh, yeah, so carried it down. Pick yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. That's the new green mm-hmm. green look. You know? Exactly. Everybody pulling their car. Don't get me started. Go ahead. What else, yeah. Top Gun? 
Um, <laughs> this uh, teacher was teaching her class, and she said, I'm going to tell you some stories that have a moral. She said, if you're carrying a bunch of eggs to the market and you drop the basket and half of the eggs break, the, the moral is don't carry all your eggs in one basket. And uh, if you've got a hen sitting on about eight eggs, don't say you're going to have eight baby chicks because all the eggs might not hatch. And that means don't count your chicken before they hatch. <laughs> Does anybody in the class have a story with a moral? No and little Johnny raises his hand. Oh, that little, little Johnny. Johnny. Here it comes. Oh, he never says, call on little Johnny. He says, my Uncle Billy was on a cargo plane in World War II, and he delivered supplies behind enemy lines. And one night, the plane got all shot up and was going, going down, and my Uncle Billy strapped on a parachute, grabbed a machine gun, a pistol, and a case of beer, and jumped out. He landed deep into the woods, and the first thing he did was he drank that case of beer. Early daylight, the Germans started attacking him. He picked up the machine gun, shot 30 of them, then picked up the pistol and shot six more, and he killed the last five with his pocket knife. She said, that's some story. Is there a moral to that? And he said, yes, ma'am. You don't mess with my Uncle Billy when he's been drinking. Yes, <laughs> baby! That's not, ex- that's not what I thought I was going to end. I'm sorry. Oh, man. You never trust that little Johnny. Oh, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> my Uncle Billy. I, I have to say about Top Gun, you remember that joke a few weeks ago you told about the uh, blinker light? Yes, no, oh, yes, yeah. no. Absolutely. I told that to my parents at the lunch table the other day. My mother had to excuse herself. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> he's had some good ones. Yep. Oh, he's, he's had, had some, some epic yeah, yeah, ones. He's had some, he's had some great ones. The one about catching my eye. Oh, that yes. was patch. fantastic. I just told that one a couple of days ago. You know, and, and you get laughs. Oh, yeah. Oh. Every time. You, you get laughs, and Andy walks with me. Andy talks oh, to me. Oh, Andy. That, yeah, that Andy is, is an all-timer. That, that was oh. classic. Oh, I like the patch. The patch was fantastic. That was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, sir. We're on the patch. <laughs> God. The, the blinker light one just killed me. Just killed me oh, for some bl- reason. Yeah, yeah. Keep them up. Yeah. I don't know where you're getting them from, but just <laughs> don't keep stop. It up. The moral of fun. the story. Keep writing them down. Whew. Don't mess with Uncle Billy when he's been drinking. Don't mess mm. with my Uncle Billy, man. <laughs> Piss him off. Oh, goodness. Knock him out, John. Knock him out, John. Absolutely. Give one of us some relief. That's right. <laughs> Shoot a Shoot monster. Shoot up a monster. <laughs> one of us has got to give. Oh, that's one of my favorite there, there people ain't to listen nothing to. That dog hates worse than a coon, and that's a lion coon dog. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Clower. Oh, that monkey done shot my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. They gave Marcel the bar. <laughs> they gave Marcel the bar. Yes. Oh, man, Jerry Clower. Oh. It was fantastic. My dad had all those cassettes, and we'd oh, ride around in the no car, doubt. and he would put them in that darn cassette because there was, Have you heard this one? There ain't a cuss go, word in there. I'll go, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by that time, Marcel passed us twice. And I said, Marcel, 
Why don't you speak to me? Why should I speak to you? I just passed you twice and you didn't say a word. <laughs> what was it? Uh, that L-L-L. piano hit the ground. Boopity boom. <laughs> I passed you twice. Oh, oh my Lord. Gosh. The, yep. one, the one about Marcel going up, they were wanting to go quail hunting. Hmm. And he went up to the farmer's door to ask for permission. And the farmer said, sure. He said, but I got a favorite ass. Oh, God, that he kills said, me. He said, I, I got an old donkey down there that's sick. Di- sick yep. Dying sick. He said, he said, I can't do it. He said, I can't put him <laughs> down. He said, I want you to put my donkey down before y'all y'all go quail hunting. And oh. So Marcel walks back, slams the door, rolls his window down. Guys were like, what's wrong, Marcel? And he said, that old son of a gun just cursed me and told me to get the hell off of his land. He said, you know what? He said, before we get out of here, I'm going to shoot that damn donkey. Show that old man. Yeah, I'm going to show that old man. He walked out. Bam! He shot the donkey, and all of a sudden, out the other window, here's bow, bow. Marcel turns around and said, what y'all doing? He said, I got his dog and his chicken. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that old man made you so mad I shot his dog and chicken too. That ain't good, man. That, that ain't, just that epic. Ain't good. <laughs> That's great stuff. Great stuff. On that note, thanks, uh, Top Gun. You, you, you started my morning out good, buddy. 641-1010. You're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Mm. So, Leon, I was shopping for you. Oh, thank you. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to spend some of your money here. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's I, easy. I, Chris, I was looking through the uh, the pre-owned vehicles at, at Claude Dolan. Uh-huh. I, I found one. found one. I mean, if this isn't an outdoors. Okay, 2019 GMC Sierra 2500 mm. HD. Mm. Yes, please. Duramax 6.6 liter V8 turbo diesel. Come on. Uh-huh. 18,000 miles. Oh, wow. Barely broke in. It's yep. just broke. That's yep. two oil changes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, it's white frost tricoat. It's jet black interior, four-wheel drive. Um, yeah. Somebody needs mm. to go down there. And, and, and That's it, Claude Nolan Cadillac. So I got to go thing. anyway. Yeah, you got to go anyway. Like so me. just take a picture of this truck. For, wow. You better hurry because it won't be there long. No. Yeah, true. Beautiful. market. Beautiful. Hey, it was just on our Facebook page. And Daniel Nee, I guess I pronounced that right. Post a really cool video in the comment section of a piebald doe. Very cool. The top of her is brown and the bottom of her is white. Okay. Huh. Very. very oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I got See her. That? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really cool. You ever seen one in the wild? I have. I've only seen no. a glimpse of one. I've never actually seen a whole one. Yeah. So no. No, I, I, I haven't either. My, my, my neighbor. Um, up in Georgia, it was funny because he was always bringing me pictures. He goes, well, you know, please don't shoot this this deer if you see her because they had been seeing her for like six years. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I, I wouldn't shoot one anyway. You know, I mean, no, I, it's just, but that 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 deer is cool. It's quite the anomaly to see it last that long, you know, out, out in the wild. Yes. Yeah. You know, we we probably have pictures of of the same does, but right. you know, it's hard to differentiate a, a, a doe from another doe you know right. it's not like a buck but oh, yeah. you, you know you know what i mean you, you obviously you got horns uh, but i have had does that had a 
split ear or or, or, or something. I've seen and, some funky looking deer. Yeah, yeah, and 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 have had them for for years. We've know? got a we've got a um, um, spike buck on our property somewhere, and we've seen him over the years, and he's totally gray. This deer's got to be, I'd say, six seven years old. No kidding. But his spike horns, I swear, they look like they're two foot. The cow horns. Yeah, cow, cow horn bucks. And thick at the base and straight up like a point. Yep. It's the weirdest looking thing. Yeah. And the one time I saw him, I was just so in awe in watching this deer, I couldn't ring and phone, Chris. Uh-oh. I couldn't. <laughs> sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't take my eyes off of him. And I was hunting with my bow, and he, and he gave me a perfect broadside at 25 yards, but I couldn't come to Good shoot take him. Take him. Yeah. I just, I was like, look at that. That is so cool. <laughs> I mean, a big old gray face. Yeah. You could tell he'd been in the swamp for a long time, tell he was an older deer. Yeah. Had a big belly, huge body deer. You know, so you know it was a mature buck, but he just, just as big as he ever he got. Just oh, two man. big old horns. Yeah. That's funny. It was just weird. I get it. And I've seen him yeah. two or three times, yeah. and every time everybody goes, did you shoot him? And I'm like, no. 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 I'm just can't, I can't bring myself to shoot him. <laughs> I said, he's so cool looking. Yeah. You know? Just I don't a good know. old boy in the woods. As you get older... You know, I get picky. Yeah, you get you get picky. You do. I mean, and, and, and I, I can tell you this: the older I get, the pickier I get on where when I'm sitting too. Yeah, I ain't going out. I don't have to. Right. You know. Well, I'm I mean, like you. I'm not going to do anything that I feel uncomfortable about. Right. If it's buggy. Yeah. And it's hot. Yeah. And I'm not going to enjoy I'm just it. Not. I mean, it, 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 that's fine. I mean, it, I'll go ride the four wheeler. And I and, and and it's it's um it's disappointing. Yeah. But but I know that that. What I'm going to do is just screw up the spot. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, when I sat Monday morning, oh, right at the Monday crack, morning. it was beautiful. First thing I heard was the turkeys. Mm-hmm. And they started calling at the crack of dawn. And I'm like, God, that is so awesome. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going. And then the, one of those big hoot owls, hoot owls at, at, was like 100 yards away. And they make that, yeah, I was like, love that sound. It's like it's awesome. Blew me out of the tree. Yeah, yeah. I was like, God, listen to that. And then as soon as he did, you know, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then four or five of them did it yeah. in sequence. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yes. man, that's just worth the sit right there. I know. Yes, it is. I know. I mean, I yep. you know. Hey, Kirk, do the do the owl again. Here's why: because this is the best fake animal sound ever. Go. That the end is the best. Well, you got to do the little warble at the end. You know who who taught me how to do that? Scotty Scotty Brown. Brown. Really? Sitting with Scotty Brown, and he did that when we went turkey hunting a couple times. I'm like, I got to learn how to do that. (laughs) Let's uh, let's go talk to Mark this morning. Morning, Mark. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? Good, good. I wanted to put the outdoor show to the test uh, this morning. Okay. I've been been living in uh, Jacksonville since 07 and probably listened to you guys. Probably for like the last ten years, anyway. Something Thank like you. that. We're sorry to hear you're, that. Thank you're welcome. You. Always expert advice. Um, so, even though I've been living here since 2007 and trying my best to learn how to fish, I caught one fish at Hannah Park. It was a catfish that I had to throw back because it was all bony. And um, and then years later, like a few weeks ago, I took my son out to uh, Dutton Island Preserve. Oh, cool. And I've been fishing basically the wrong way the whole time. I had a bobber, and it was never, the bait was never getting to the bottom, which I didn't know was a problem until a gentleman came up and told me that was a problem. So then I started dragging it along the bottom and caught some kind of fish. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was a good-sized fish. 
Okay. Um, so I was super excited. Like I was talking to the guy and my son came up and he needed some help with his rod. So I was helping him. And then all of a sudden my rod went off and it was like, <laughs> and I felt like this rush of adrenaline. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started reeling it in and he was fighting me and I felt like old man in the sea, like <laughs> Ernest Hemingway all of right. a sudden. And, uh, so I caught the fish. Anyway, we got him home and I had no idea how to fillet the fish. So we ended up like butchering the fish mm-hmm. and I felt horrible about that. Yeah. So I wonder if you guys have like a YouTube video that you'd recommend me looking at to make sure I don't butcher any more fish. Huh. Uh, there is a there is a guy that works down at Safe Harbor Seafood in Maple, okay. and he yeah. posts videos on YouTube of how to fillet a fish. I can't remember his name. I can't remember who did. It. I don't know if James Gurgley put it up, but if you'll Google Mayport uh, Safe Harbor Seafood fish filleting, okay. it ought to come up. And the guy's really good at it. I mean, he awesome. really is. The one thing that's critical about filleting fish is an incredibly sharp knife. Mm-hmm. Yes, amen. Right. And you don't use it for anything else but filleting mm-hmm. fish. Now, we yep. all use those Dexter Russell white kitchen knives. Mm-hmm. You can get them from Strike Zone. Yep. They're about $25, $26. I don't even think they're that much. <clears throat> they might not even be that much. You can get varying varying lengths. Right. Go from 9-inch to 12-inch. Is his name Johnny Pop? I Someone think just so. Sent it to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Thank Johnny you, Pop. Andy. Appreciate it. Johnny, Johnny Pop. Pop. Yep. And if you'll if you'll Google Johnny Pop's Safe Harbor Seafood fish filleting video, he'll show you how to fillet fish. And it's really just oh. critical to have a super sharp knife and a okay. good good cleaning surface. Yeah, so 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 Mark, whenever you you know call in to get our knowledge, you gotta remember <laughs> there's a bunch of people out there. You're gonna you're gonna get your answer. How about that? I mean, that's that's somebody, right. somebody. Yeah, we got a lot of good fishermen in this <laughs> yeah. community. Oh, a, lot, a lot of good fish yeah. layers too. Yeah, you know, a lot of good people. A lot of good people. Yeah. Yep. And Mark, by the way, that also means that you owe us one. That's right. So now oh, you have yeah. to listen you, and you, chime you, you, in. You, you uh, got you got to bring it better than now that. Now you have Mark. to contribute a name for us. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you one in like ten more years. Right, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> but here's a here's a here's a tip for you when you're fishing over at Dutton Island. Try different kind of rigs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try try a quarter ounce jig head. Try right. a split shot and just a hook. Mm-hmm. You know, and put the split shot like four inches above, five inches above the hook, a small hook. Okay. Um, what kind of bait are you using? I had shrimp that day. Okay, that'll mm-hmm. work. Yep, that's good. That's good. And, right. and a lot of times too. Let me let me tell you another little secret. A live bait is going to be a little bit more productive than a just a piece of dead shrimp. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like yep. a like a crab, like a fiddler crab or something like that. Well, a fiddler crab, a mud minnow yep. works real good. Yeah. Uh, okay. A live shrimp versus a dead shrimp. So, Mark, do you what what kind of fish were you filleting? <laughs> You're asking technical questions here. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I know you. You talked about you know you, it was a fight, it's a battle to the end. And, Could you and, describe yeah. the fish? I, yeah. Is it Did, possible that it was a sheep's head? Like it was black and white was, stripes. Uh, See, there we go. Yeah, it had a black stripe on it, like maybe a couple, three different black stripes on okay, it. Okay, did it have teeth? Like a human? It did have. Te- it did not have human teeth, but it had teeth. Yeah, uh, it was a drum. Which I was surprised about. I didn't know fish had teeth. No, it was sheep's head. Oh, <laughs> he did say that it, it yeah, did yeah, have human yeah, teeth? He said okay. it, had teeth. it had some kind of, t- it's like sharp, sharp looking teeth that yeah, I didn't know. If it has teeth, it's a sheep head. Yeah. yeah. Black drum doesn't have any right. teeth. Right. And, and, and I, will, I will, to your defense, All right. a sheep's head is one of the hardest fish. Oh. 
to fillet. Oh yes. yeah, it is. I mean, it's, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I cleaned one yesterday, and I got cuts on my hands from. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's yeah. a it. There's there's a there's a definite technique to fill, oh. filleting sheep's head. Yeah, they're a little tanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's a here's a here's a good tip for you if you want to really learn how to fillet fish. Mm-hmm. Come down to the Mayport docks on the weekends, oh, like yeah. at, like at one or two o'clock. Yeah. Or at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, because that's when the charter boats come in. They come in midday, oh. about twelve that's to good, one. That, that's a good point. And then they come in in the afternoon, four or five. You can stand there at the Mayport boat ramp where they clean yep. fish, or you can walk watch walk over to Morningstar Marinas, and there's two mm-hmm. giant cleaning tables over there, and just go over there and watch those guys clean fish. Mm-hmm. That's that'll, an awesome that'll, idea. It'll teach you a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome idea. I'll yeah. I'll definitely do that. Probably do it today. All right, Mark. Um, Thanks, buddy. Hey, I had another question. If, I, if you sure, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now so, you fulfilled your quota. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We're done. Have <laughs> a good day, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Chris. So, Thanks. So this is about my 20th year going to a race, an automobile race, uh, up in uh, Brazelton, Georgia, called the Petit, Petit Le Mans. It's an IMSA race. Okay. And it's all day. It's an endurance race. So we get there about 8 o'clock. The race starts at like nine or ten, and it's over about ten o'clock in the evening. Ooh. And uh, so the weather changes from maybe forty something in the morning yes. to maybe a high of like seventy five, then back down like forty something in the evening. So anyway, it's all day. I guess I was trying to figure out what question would I ask these guys. And I think the main thing is like normally we'll go to like Publix and get a couple of Publix sandwiches uh-huh. and some chips and some cold beverages sure. to drink during the day. Um, but I-, I wanted to make this one a little bit more special. So I was wondering if you had any ideas about like exotic meats maybe to to grill during the day like bison or oh. alligator or something like that i you know that's a good one um i i think and so you're gonna take a little grill with you or what yeah it's, yeah. it's all yeah, day. We'll have a little grill with us i would yeah. you know i would get one of those little pork tenderloins you can get from Publix. Okay. And, and they come marinated in different kind of spices. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. take one of those and wrap it in bacon. Yeah, absolutely. And, yes, bacon. Uh, and yes, slow bacon. slow cook it, you know, not over hot heat, off indirect heat. Yep. And uh-huh. cook that on the grill and slice it real thin. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what, what 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 you're describing with the wild game, I don't know where you purchase. Yeah, you can't just go out and buy a wild game anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, can't. but but yeah, the, the pork tenderloin is a that's a great idea. But that'd be as closest flavor. thing to a back strap that yep. I was thinking of, like a deer strap. Yep. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I was thinking there was like a like a wild game kind of butcher shop somewhere or something like that. that no, not that I'm aware yeah, of. Not that I'm aware <laughs> of. You know, and that way All you right. could have little pork sliders. You know. Yep. Get yeah. those little uh, Hawaiian little Hawaiian rolls. Hawaiian oh, rolls. Oh, oh, we're done. That sounds yeah. awesome. There that's you go. It. All right, buddy. That's we do. Awesome. We we got to take a break now. Now we're getting in trouble. Uh, all right. All hey, right. thanks for the call, it. man. We appreciate it, Mark. All right, thanks. Six four one ten ten. When we come back, we got an LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Now it's time for your LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week. And if you own or operate an unbranded convenience store, they can help you know your purchasing decisions. So. Uh, supply of like network unbranded sea stores in north florida so what they do is if they you know if if you're a part of a big group right you're gonna get gas for cheaper mm-hmm. which is a good thing these days absolutely <laughs> or folks if you have a, 
uh, a big commercial site right now and, and you need a, a tank of fuel on the property, they do all that. Or LV if you're Hire. running four boats, yep. if you run four boats, they'll deliver one of those tanks to your house. Yes, they will. And then you can transfer that gas into the tanks that you take to the four boats. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. If, well, what about if you have three boats? Will they do it then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you buy enough fuel, they'll do that. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. All right, Kirk, what do we got? And the gear tip is the handy dandy arrow puller. And I'm telling you, I can't believe you didn't know about this. I I struggle. Yep. Because I started this this year, um, Rick Rick Stinson at Strike Zone um, helped me build some arrows. And they're, they're, you know, and I'm like Rick. I, I'm not shooting out to 50 yards. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a basically 30 yarder. 30 yards and in, and he goes, I am the you, same you, way. You need, you need a heavier arrow. You know, more penetration. Kinetic energy. Yeah, and and the first time I shot it into my target, how far to go? The first one went through it. Oh yep. no! No, seriously. And you got to buy a new target. I had to buy a new insert, so I bought a new insert, right? Yep. And. And then the first time I shot the first three arrows in there, they they went in three quarters of the way. Yep. You try try to get one of those out. In a, in a, uh-uh. it, seriously, I mean, it was like, oh no. So this this is unbelievable. I can't believe I've never seen this. This is money. It really is. Now I I I got these last year when I was up in Pennsylvania at my mother in law's at Kate's mom's house from the Bass Pro Shop up out there because as y'all recall, my bat my bad decision to move the bow around too much from hotel to truck to hotel to truck driving up i dinged the bow and messed it up mm-hmm. uh-huh. so i had to recite the bow back in and so i had to buy a target and get the arrows and everything else and i was shooting in the backyard and the only way to get those arrows out of that target was to have an arrow puller yeah and i have one at home but i didn't have one up there and so i bought these and what it does is basically a big old rubber tube that split down the middle it's hard plastic but it's soft it's, enough to where it grips real good. Awesome. Yeah. And you just pinch it on the arrow, and it pulls right out. It gives now, you the biggest to thing you want to do, you don't want to pull... Uh, Upwards. Well, you don't want to pull a Jeff right. and pull it towards your leg <laughs> right. as you're pulling it right. out. Because the the arrow can go in both directions. Yes, it you can. Know? The knock will go into your leg if you're not careful. So you want to pull it away from your body mm-hmm. because a lot of times it'll lock for a second and all of a sudden it just pops out. Yep, yep. Right. So you want to pull it from the side, but I'm telling you, it's it's money. I, it's I, the only way to. And I, it, you I know, promise you, I'll have one soon. Well, and arrows are expensive. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Like, they are. Like me, They're, even with field points on there, my arrows are twenty dollars a piece. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes twenty-five, depending yeah. on what I'm buying. Yeah. And if you've got some nice Eastern arrows and you don't want to mess them up or whatever brand you're shooting, that's the easiest way to get them out without damaging the fletching or anything else. Yeah, that's cool. There's your LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week. Cheap too, not not very expensive. Yeah. Maybe twenty bucks. Okay. I, I, like I said, I just can't believe that I've never even seen this. I've never seen it used. You know, you would think on TV, watching videos and stuff, somebody would, you know, use one of these. Right. But okay. So, anyway, let's go talk to Thomas. He's been holding on. Thanks, Tom. Morning, Thomas. Hey. Thomas. Thomas. Oh, no. Are you with us? All right. We'll let Thomas. Has he got us on hold? Is he getting coffee? Thomas. Here. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, so while I put you on hold, Thomas, what I need you to do is turn your radio down. Uh Uh-huh. And then then we'll wait. So, we'll talk to Ben, and then we'll come back to you, Thomas. Yes, absolutely. Ben. Good morning, Ben. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, 
I am going out to Steenhatchee um, first week in November. This will be the second year I've gone. It's a bunch of guys out of North Florida. Uh, fun time, a fishing trip, a lot of competition. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm just wondering what your go-to rig is for reds and trout when you guys are over there fishing. Um, What would – I mean, it's the, the first thing is the, um, the, the, the fish bites that we throw, Leon. The oh, oh, boxer, the uh, dirty boxer, dirty man, boxer. curly tail and white. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would that would be that would on a quarter ounce jig head mm-hmm. would be the you know the easiest thing. The to, other thing they throw. use over there a lot too is uh, the popping cork. Oh my with gosh. a dirty boxer yeah. under it, with a dirty boxer under it. So basically, you rig a popping cork to like three or four feet, mm-hmm. so it's not real long because you're not going to have to fish that deep over there. Right. Then put a quarter mm-hmm. ounce jig head under it and a cockahoe minnow, a curly tail. Fish bites, curly tail, whatever you put on there. Man, that dirty so boxer's the, money. Yeah, I know. The, the dirty boxer, I, is that is that the color of the jig tail you're yeah, talking yes, about? Yes, sir, it's it is. It's a dirty white-colored paddle tail jig. Okay, okay. Yeah, and a popping cork. We used that last year, and it was real effective. I just did. Did y'all ever do any top water, uh, depending on condition? I'm sure you could that time of the year. It's still fairly warm over there. Yeah, I, I've I've had conversations, and, and and I've never thrown top water plugs over there, but I've had conversations with Jody Griffith with uh, Steen Etchie River Club, and he yep. he will tell you that November's one of his favorite months, and and all he does is throw top water plugs. But now he's well, trying, you know, he's trying to catch big trout. You know what I mean? Whenever. Whenever oh, yeah. you whenever you throw a you know a big zero spook or something like that, um, you're going to kind of weed out your your half pounders, one pounders. So you're you're just you're trying to catch anything you know twenty inches and up. Absolutely right. Well, I, I need I need to win big red big trout. <laughs> yeah, well, then then big bait is is definitely the way to go, for sure. Roger that. Yeah. All right, boys. I appreciate. it. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yeah, man. All right. So we go back to Thomas. Thomas. Is he there? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to say something, but all I heard was Leon. <laughs> I do you have a what? big mouth. You're, <laughs> you're no not doubt. the only person who's ever said that. <laughs> yes, no, that is that's true. Never, Thomas. That's never come up in conversation in his <laughs> never, year, ever. <laughs> Kurt, this this one's for you. Okay. I heard you say earlier that you fished from the uh, west of the Danes Point all the way out to the mouth. How is it water clarity? Is, 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 is we have a problem with algae in that area? You know, I looked around this week because I know Brad Smith had told me he'd seen some algae up around around the uh, east side of the Mill Cot, Cove Cut, and I, I didn't see it the last. Okay. You know, I really didn't. The, there, the, the water's gotten a little bit. It's cooler. seventy. It was seventy-seven yeah. at, at Mill Cove yeah, yesterday, which is which is going to help. Yeah. So I'm I'm not seeing it, and I'm hoping okay. that with this northeast wind that we did have. Even though it wasn't uh-huh. very powerful, I think that uh-huh. lowered the water temperature enough to where I think I think we're probably going to be beyond that. Okay. I okay. think we that's, I that's think we got enough. real lucky. Yeah, because I wanted to cast my catch. Hey, this is something else that I wanted to use my cast net to catch live shrimp up there by our uh, blinds club. And, right. Uh, is it li- is it illegal for me to catch my bait shrimp and then start fishing? No, 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 not at all. Okay. Okay. Good. I okay. saw I Thanks. saw the most wicked thing too at the jetties the other day, mm. on an outgoing mm. tide. It's the first time in all these years I've ever seen it. Shrimp were coming out of the river, and popping on, on top the of the water. I've seen on yes the by the hundreds. I've, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it one time. Thomas. Seen it once at the little jetties, and they weren't yeah. big. They were about as big as your pinky, but I mean thousands of them. I was like, oh, that is so freaking cool. Yeah, 
you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, this is for you. I, I, I just got my boat back on uh, running again. And have you heard any reports of any decent-sized whiting uh, at, uh, in St. Augustine? No. No. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Scotty, um, Scotty Shank went. He didn't have a charter one day this week, I think. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, he has a commercial license, and, and he has to catch so many pounds of, of, of basically whiting a year to keep his license. Mm-hmm. So he went okay. one day this week and caught nothing. Mm. Wow. Nothing. So, uh, But I will tell you this. I did catch one yesterday. They're in the ditch. Yeah, they're in the <laughs> ditch. Yeah, well. I mean, I, I, I caught one. I mean, it was a nice one, you know. So, yeah. but then, you I, think, I think it's got just a little bit cooler, Thomas. My buddy Steve okay. Mullins fished the beach, Atlantic Beach. I forgot what day this week, and hmm. they slaughtered the the whiting out in front of his house. He decent lives on the beach. Yeah, decent ones. Oh yeah, I got a picture of them right here. Wow, yeah. let me see. I'll that. send these to Chris, hit, and he can post them up. Yep. Oh yes, hit please. And miss. Hit and miss. Hit and miss. It's uh, it's hit and miss. Well, Absolutely. you can't catch them if you don't go. But I know he was I fishing know. the outgoing tide. He was fishing the afternoon Atlantic Beach. He lives down near okay. Hannah Park, and he he sent me a picture, and he must have freaking twenty or thirty of them. Wow, that's a good catch. Oh, it what was about nice. yellowmouth? What about yellowmouth in the river, Kurt? I saw I saw some this week, but they're really small, Thomas. They're yes. only about ten inches. There were some twelves okay. mixed in there with them, but okay. they were up near Blunt Island. So if okay. they're up there, and I'm starting to see shrimp up there a lot, it tells me okay. that they're getting ready to come through that Trout River area. You know. Okay. Okay. Good. So I'm just gonna go to. I'm gonna go. I was gonna come to Mayport. I'm just gonna go to the Lions Club and launch there and fish from the Lions Club to the Dane's Point. I would. That. Yeah. I saw some giant croakers in there the other oh, day. Oh, good. Little fat Virginia croakers. Oh my! Don't say that, Kurt. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, brother. It's coming. They were big too. I was. You talking about I'm, yes. ta- I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking 12, 14 inches. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. That's a nice. That's a nice fish. Yep. That's yep. A nice. Yep. Fish. Yeah. All right, I appreciate you guys. Have Thanks, a great Thomas. Day. Be good, buddy. Good luck, Have bro. a good weekend. All right, man. Yeah, right. let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Captain Leon Dana, Captain Kirk Walt, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. We'll be right back. So you need to get the uh, HOA. Off your back because you, <laughs> you got a what boat trailer. Mean? What does that really mean? It, it, it's, it, what does that really mean? It, have you ever lived? You've never lived in an HOA, have you? Yeah, I have. You have? It's not. Fun. Then you know exactly what. Yeah, that you means. know exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. I live in one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, and it's always the mean little old lady. Yeah. Who walks every day. No, that means homies on aggravation. The one that yeah. lives next door to me. They're all See, aggravated. that's even worse. Karen lives next to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's like it, the, the the battles that we went through with having my boat in the, in the driveway. I, I look, folks, I, I own an acre. I don't yeah. own a quarter of an acre. Right. The boat's all the way. And and by the way, everybody else has a boat in my neighborhood, too, now. So <laughs> it's, 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 we've, we've, we've changed the, uh, politics let's right, say right. Of, of the neighborhood but anyway if, if you've got to get rid of it if you got to put that trailer somewhere uh stack them storage they'll come pick it up they'll do a five-point inspection they'll keep it for however long and then when you need it they'll bring it back to you in perfect shape it's Love stack that. m i know it storage.com me too all right where are we going um so you guys just it, it, it brought up a, a great memory first off um 
I need to give who was talking to us about wild game heat, John. Um. Yeah, yeah, let's just say that. The, let's okay. just say John. He's going to the race. Right, he's going to the race. Up in um, Georgia. Gordon, so, Jeff, Gordon said Jeff, you can get wild great game made? Tillman's. Yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. Tillman sells it off of uh, San Jose, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so T- Tillman's Meat Market. Hmm. They, they sell wild game. And I, I, I was thinking that, but I wasn't sure. Always remember, too, if you're going to cook wild game, cook it medium rare. Yeah, that's right. Always don't cook it well done. Yeah. Don't, don't like, crush it forever. Unless yeah. you like eating a tire. That's right. <laughs> Cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it kind of goes for all wild game meat. You know, I, I was thinking that some I, I've eaten, like, people's roasted duck before. That could be awful. I mean, if you overcook a duck, a wild duck, it's the driest. <laughs> I'd rather eat the aluminum foil that you wrapped it in. That's right. But, Kirk, you were talking about the shrimp coming out of the river. Yeah, that was pretty wild. This, 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 was, this was years ago. and I'm, I'm going to say five or six years ago. I don't remember. Um, I usually say the other day, and that drives my wife crazy because she's like, <laughs> it wasn't the other day. It was two, two years months ago. Two months ago. That's a man it's, thing. I do that all the time. Thing. I know, I know. My wife always gives me a hard time. Yeah. I'm like, look, look. Uh, I, don't, I, I, you know, I know. It's I know. the same. What's the difference? What's you know? the difference between the other day and two months ago? Why, to me, I, it was the other day. It was the other day. You know, right. What, what the what? But you know? I, I was coming out of the inlet. With a ring power trip, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, talking I, about the uh, ribbon fish thing. No, I was uh, I came out the north cut and right in it. It was a beautiful day, mm-hmm. J- July August day, and it was popping, going on, and the pelicans were diving. You know, and I thought, well, cool, the pokey's right here, and it took my, you know, nine foot high tighter and opened it up. And what dude, were they? Loaded it up with with like fifteen counts. Oh shrimp. no way! And I'm like, what? And, and and everybody and, dump everything out of the, the drink cooler. I agree. <laughs> Put all the beer on the deck. <laughs> well, and, and they got, I, so I'm dumping these shrimp, right? And I, I'll never forget it. And I don't even remember his name, but he looked at me and he goes, "He was the uh, client." We can do this. He goes. He said, uh, "How long do we have you for?" And I said, four hours." And he goes, "Start throwing." Start throwing, brother. <laughs> 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 he did, and I did. I mean, we loaded a. We did that once with Kyle when he turned sixteen. I remember that it was Kyle Smith. It was Kyle, my son, Tyler Smith, uh, and Chris Eggers. I'll never forget it. And, and, the, and I said, "What do you want to do for your birthday?" And he said, "I want to take Chris and Tyler fishing." And I remember we were running down the beach, and a friend of mine who's a fireman, uh, uh, he calls me on the on the on the on the radio. And he says, "Call me on the phone." So oh, I call him. Oh boy! I said, uh, "You know what's up, man?" And he goes. He said, you see me way down here on the end? And I said, yeah, down towards, you know. I forget we were down. I think it was down near Ponte Vedra. He said, you see me way down here? And I said, I see you. You know, and he runs a sea chaser boat. He's a great fisherman. And he goes, just come here. And I said, what's going on? He goes, don't say anything in the radio. Just come here. Yeah. <laughs> and I pull up next to him and I go, look, I already got pokies. And he goes, brother, these ain't pokies. He said, throw and throw now quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? And I, I remember, and it was it was shrimp season. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, so there were, I could keep them. Yeah. And I mean, you keep a five-gallon bucket. And I'll never forget, I threw that net, and it hit the water. And, and I was immediately, like, holy smoke. I could feel them popping. Uh-huh. And I said, is that what I think it is? And he started laughing. He goes, unreal, man, unreal. <laughs> and I remember, like, Kevin, I pulled him up. It was all 1620s. Yeah. Oh, holy yeah. mackerel. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I told Kyle and Chris and Tyler, I said, dump everything out of the drink cooler. 
Yep, I said, yep. I said, put those things in the fish box. I said, those shrimp are going in our yep. our good cooler. Wow. And I mean, it was a five gallon bucket mm-hmm. full. Oh yeah. One throw. I, I, I'll I will never forget wow. that. And, 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 and literally, Leon, I thought it was pogies, and the pelicans were hammering them. You know, straight up and down, just like they would on a, on a pogie. And when I threw that down, I'm like, and I pulled it up. I'm like, what is that? You know, I was like, oh my god. Now these shrimp the other day I saw coming out, they were too small. Too small. They were right. like as big as my pinky. But there was just hundreds of them, and they were coming out of the water, and the, and there were some small jacks and yeah. some other like, fish blowing Leon, them up. Why aren't people shrimp in Pine Island? Well, I, that, you know, I was waiting for you to ask me that question. I have been going through the holes. Yeah. And for those who don't know, in the valley, we got uh, around Pine Island. There's two good holes. Yeah. Uh, 18, 19 feet deep. And I've been running over them nice and slow, looking for that nice thin grass mat that you'll see on your fish finder, mm-hmm. which is generally the shrimp that you will see. Right. And I have not seen it yet. Only one time have I seen shrimp yeah. of a good quantity, and it's in the 23-foot hole right there in front of the south side of the 210 bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. And that deep hole right there holds them from time to time. And I made a cast one time, and I caught all the bait I needed for that day. Yeah. but This year? This year. Okay. Yes, one time one I've time. seen it. Yeah. And – you know, I know that a month and a half ago we got some pretty good rain, mm-hmm. and I was right about the time where it should start peaking. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there can I give you an honest explanation because I am seeing some shrimp, and you've seen them too, seen them. working up against the banks at them. high tide, being chased by jacks and yep. ladyfish and other species. But gosh darn. Kurt, Kevin, I've gone through those areas looking, mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing the first sign of those shrimp mats. Well, you you didn't hear much. You heard a little bit from the St. John's River yeah. this year. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of those guys keep it kind of quiet. I get it. You I know? don't blame them. Yeah, I understand. It. I, I get it. But it generally speaking, if 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 we have friends doing it, like man, you really need to get down to the river, and you know, we'll find somebody that has a dock and and go. And I haven't been in a couple of years, and it's been. Four or five years since I've been in the intercoastal. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that. And, and usually, you know, you'll get that really good run and you'll have a fleet of boats. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your commercial guys. Throwing. Everybody's mm-hmm. throwing. And, and, you know, it's, and you kind of keep up. Like when, when I've done it before, you know, we start in there around like 26, which is Pine Island. And on that outgoing tide, you just kind of drift with the tide and, and you drift with the shrimp. And that's important it, to drift with that tide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and it's fun, you know. I mean, but, I mean, I haven't done – I mean, I just haven't heard of, of any of that in a long time. A long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm just – I don't know. I, I listened to, on our Channel 8, the river shrimpers up there behind Arlington, and then they get up there by um, – behind Blunt Island, and they drag those river shrimp boats through there, and they're getting some shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how big they are. And I can tell you that the first indication that the shrimp run's starting to happen and they're starting to move is you start catching those yellowmouth trout mm-hmm. around Blunt Island. And like I said, like I told Thomas, we didn't want to keep any fish the other day. I had two guys from out of town. They were staying in Amelia Island, so they didn't care anything about keeping anything. And we were catching some pretty doggone big Virginia croakers. I mean, we're That's talking cool. some 12, yeah. 13, 14 yeah. inches were – I was thinking about going. Yep, I can play these. Oh, I probably I should. I, I I kept a couple fish yesterday, <laughs> for for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Nothing better than some fresh eat. Oh well, I mean, I you know, uh, they 
Gary and Charlie wanted to keep one red. Charlie was leaving. He was getting on a plane at, at uh, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. And Gary's like, I just need one red for me and my wife tonight. Right. And uh, I'm going to the property today right. you know, with fresh redfish and, and, and sheep's head. I'm like, hey, giddy up. You know what I'm eating for dinner either Absolutely. tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. heck yeah. yeah. You saw what I had for lunch yesterday. I did see that. It don't get no better than that. Nope, nope, Oof. nope. It does not. I got really lucky this week. Um, you know, we use a lot of blue crabs catching bull reds. Yep, right. And the bull red bite has not been like it normally is. And I think a lot of it has to do with the dredging. And the water needs to cool off a little bit more. But I got some crabs the other day. And um, as I was talking to a friend of mine, Raymond King, he said, hey, I've got some peelers for you, you know, some uh, uh-huh. soft shells. Soft, yeah. And I was like, man. He goes, you want them? I was like, oh, you kidding me? <laughs> and, of course, that's going to be part of our uh, our Kirby Co. cooking yeah. tip. But, man, there is nothing better some fresh soft shell crab. Yeah. I mean. I, I like it, but it's not. I don't know. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. uh, I mean, a good soft shells crab sandwich. Mm -hmm. Man, I love it. (laughs) I know you do. You always have. I mean, it's just, golly, something about eating the whole crab. Kevin, you see him glossing over over here. Yeah, I do. He's he's, he's happy now. Yeah. 641-1010, if you want to give us a call around here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. So you just heard the uh, coastal equipment spot I was looking. Man, they got all kinds of deals going on. Zero percent down. Oh, as in zero percent up up to eighty four months. I mean, on tra- certain tractors, side by side, sixty months. Oh. Holy cow! Man, that get and if you need any kind of like gravely yard equipment, uh, I got the gravely zero turn. It's, it's so much fun to mow the grass. Steel equipment. They've got it all at Coastal Equipment. Give us a call. 641-1010. Yeah, the uh, the shrimp thing is, is it's kind of going with our year. Right. You know what I mean? Well, because we've, we've, we were talking about this, this earlier a little bit off air, and, and I know that the three of us, and there's probably about 10 of us, I would say, that, you know, we've had a lot of questions about the fishing this year. Yes. It's been, it's been a weird year yeah it really has yeah. I mean, here we are we're almost in november and guys are still fishing offshore like it's summer yeah mm-hmm. i mean slow trolling baits slow trolling baits catching it, striking fish yeah. i mean guy posted a bunch of pictures up last week yep. he had some really nice bags of kings the, i mean the, the best kingfish bite i've been on this this year was october 1st me too yeah yeah i mean yeah mine was like the 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 seventh of October, and I'm like, "What? That's crazy!" Yeah, it is. I mean, you just yeah. never see it like that. Mm-mm. I mean, we were wearing them out. Yep. I mean, big fish. Yeah. The um, the last two years, the the, the lack of bait is, uh, it, you know, other people are like, "Why is that stressful, dude?" <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's awful. I mean, not not being able to have live bait is uh, it's tough. Well, the guys yeah. yesterday ran out. Uh, Chad Starling, Dennis Young, and a lot of those guys stopped up at uh, to the northeast up at MR. And we're twitching up scads, big, and they said they were big scads. Hmm. You know, I mean, like slow trolling scads, you know, big um, as your hand. Because I I do a lot of um, flounder trips at mm-hmm. the end of March and April, and you know when the water temperature is still cool, cool. yeah, yeah, and 
And it's amazing to me how at that time of year, I go out there and there will be cigar minnows and sardines yeah. and and you're like, man, it's going to be a great summer. For, and then it, and then it warms up and it's like, I They're mean, gone. we just we don't Poof. have we don't have that bait anymore. I, I don't mean, know. You it's... remember what what we use, what we call Sailfish Alley? Yes. You would you would leave the beach and you're going offshore and you sand would, hills would be covered with greenies. Covered. Covered with them. Acres and acres of them. You could pull up there with a sabiki yes. and get your bait in in 45 minutes. Easily. And be done. Easily. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're not seeing that. No, we're not seeing that at all. And you know, don't tell me that's commercial fishing because that has nothing to do with commercial fishing. Look, right. the one thing I know that they don't commercial fish is jacks. We haven't seen any jacks this year, hardly. I really think the dredging is has had a particular impact on the St. Johns River, and it, it's outflowing it. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that, the, that your fishery, that it's, that it's probably, you know, your bull reds and, you know, and, and stuff like that, bottom feeders. I, I, I get it. But, you know, the, but if you talk to, you know, Kenny Crawford out of Fernandina, you know, talk to all of you guys in, in, in Mayport, and all of us guys out of St. Augustine, it's kind of been the same way, you know well, what I mean? I mean, it's it's not. Um, I mean, there's there's no dredging going on in St. Augustine, Fernandina. Now, again, what what you're witnessing is inside the river with yeah. all that dredging. It has to affect it. It does, but I think the outflow, you know, extending as far far north and as far south as St. Augustine and and the St. Mary's River, I think it has an impact. You know, when you talk to like Tim Cutting that lives up in Jekyll Island mm -hmm. and fishes St. Andrew's Sound a lot. And I remember when, you know, our buddy Dave Edwards was at Cabin Bluff, mm -hmm. there were a lot of pogies on the north side of Cumberland. Correct. All the way back into, you know, when, when Boo used to fish, mm -hmm. I don't know what that creek is that runs Christmas right. Christmas Creek. Christmas Creek that yep. runs behind Cumberland. Yep. It just stacked with po pogies. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, those areas are still seeing a lot of them. I know, I know Tim says they're still getting pogies up in, in St. Yeah. Andrew's Sound, and we're not seeing them. So you're saying we have to move? No, but I think <laughs> I think the dredging, if when it stops, I think it'll change. I think it'll go back. Because, and we're going to talk to Daryl here in a second, but some of the most epic, and I've talked to you about this, the most epic tarpon fishing I ever had is when they were dredging and pumping it on the beach. Mm-hmm. And and that dirty water, you know, it would, would would come back into the surf, right? And the pogies just got stacked in that that dirty water. They just loved it, loved it, absolutely loved it. And and oh, and oh my God, the tarpon fishing hey, was that's where the predators see, I think, be. I think I think you got different sand uh -huh. and a different kind of river system because your water stays clear. Yep, you're right. ours is like iced tea, yep. and I think it's a different type of affluence mm -hmm. that oh, comes out of that spot where they're dredging. Versus where they're dredging where we are, which is like right Mill Cove. Yesterday I was up at Mill Cove, yeah. and they're still digging over there by the shipyard. Still. And yeah. this is two years, you know. But, but like you said, Kurt, uh, two different worlds, completely different. St. Augustine deals with the ocean currents coming in and out, so it's got a, a great flush. And Mayport, you're dealing with the St. John's River, the river current in the river flow. And all the swamps. That, exactly. That drain into it because yeah. the water's like iced tea. Yeah, That's right. But the thing that I've noticed, even though our water over years, and I've fished up there for 40 years, it, it has looked like iced tea. It still can be clear iced tea. Right. You can still look down and see six feet down. Now you can't see. iced tea see, light. <laughs> yeah. You can't see 12 inches. Mm -hmm. I mean, you catch a bull red now. I had three bull reds yesterday I caught. And we didn't see them until they hit the top of the water. Right. Mm -hmm. You just can't look down there and see them. Right. 
It's crazy. All right, let's go talk to Daryl before we take a break. What's up, Daryl? Daryl. Hello. Hello, Daryl. Maybe he can hear my voice. Boating. <laughs> He had a fishing story for it. I know everybody else can. <laughs> exactly. Well, Hello. There, there he you is. Whoa. See, I told you. Oh, I can't. I can't hear you on my. my well, we hear Hello? you. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. So, so uh, this is a uh, safe boating slash uh, fishing story. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, we like those. Yeah, my uh, my brother-in-law last week purchased a forty-seven foot uh, Buddy Davis. Out oh, of wow. uh, Panama City. Wow, sweet! That's really nice. So uh, we he lives in St. Augustine. So we uh, decided to take a four day trip around uh, down the west coast through the canal and back up the east coast and, and dock it in St. Augustine at the conch house. Very nice. Well, the uh, boat broker tells them the boat's full of gas and uh, uh -oh. everything's good to go. Check the gauge. And uh, so we leave out on Wednesday about 6 p.m., go to the middle ground. It was going to do about six or seven hours of fishing before we head back in towards Tampa. Well, Thursday morning, we get to the middle grounds. We do about an hour of fishing and then realize uh, the aft bilge isn't, isn't pumping out. Uh, okay. So we're taking on a little bit of water. So we figured, well, we just play it safe and just cut our fishing trip short. But we did catch... About eight fish, some uh, nice red groupers that we had to let go, and a trigger. Um, so we head back in towards the, the coast, and uh, about 80 miles off the coast, we run out of gas. Oh, this oh. is getting worse. Getting worse. <laughs> Did you say 880? 80. 80. <laughs> That's not good. Keep going. Yeah, We're we, listening. We, we, got, we got a little ways to go here, boys. You got our attention. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Start paddling. So we, we, we dropped the anchor, oh. and I'm going to tell you right now that if anybody who owns a boat that goes offshore needs to have a sat phone. I was about we to ask you that question. Who had the sat phone? Yes, sir. So we called uh, called boat first. We called Boat US for a tow, and they said you're too far out. Call nine one one. It's like. Okay, so now we call 911, and I think it was like Hernando County Sheriff. So we're, we're talking to them, and they're like, there's nothing we can do for you. You know, we're going to switch over to the Coast Guard. Right. So then we tell them basically, like, we're taking on water. Uh -huh. and In a brand-new Buddy Davis. Yep. And uh, so about an hour later, we hear this P-3 flying overhead. Oh, boy. So P3, Coast Guard P3's contacting us on the radio and asking us if they want us to drop them to drop us a dewatering pump. Okay. Yes, please. We didn't have a handheld bilge pump. So that's the second thing. Have a handheld bilge pump. Yep. <laughs> so this P3 drops a smoke float, lines us up, and airdrop parachutes down a box, a dewatering pump. Mm-hmm. Let me ask that, you a question. How close did they get to you? Exactly what I was going to ask. Well, the, the first drop was, uh, they so they dropped the box with the parachute, and then they basically go fly overhead, and then they drop another chute that has a, uh, a retrieving line hooked up to it so that you can basically get the line and, and haul the box into your into your boat. Okay. That's oh, very cool. cool. 
Well, we missed we missed the first drop. They didn't get close enough to us. So the pilot circles around and lines us up again and drops the second box. So this this box we were able to retrieve the line, dropped it basically right over the top of the boat. But the only problem with the second drop was this a cartridge actuated device, a CAD, a cable cutting CAD that's supposed to cut the cable that attaches the parachute oh, no. to the box. Oh no. It came in like a rock. <laughs> no, the parachute didn't detach from the box once it hit the water. Uh, Plug it under. So now we're we're trying to drag the box into the boat. Fighting the parachute. Fighting the parachute. Yep. Dang it. So, Is there any wind blowing? Oh yeah. Well, oh, we, had, we, we finally waited for the parachute to, to deflate and go into the water all the way down. All right, so now we now 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 we have a bilge pump. Well, we couldn't get the pump. We couldn't retrieve the box. The three of us were pulling on this this rope to pull the box. So we had a we had a guy who wanted to get in the water, swim out to the box and cut the parachute off. How far of a swim? About 150 yards. Ooh, no, 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 no. Man. So he, nope. On, nope. On, on the rope, and we had another rope attached to him. He put a jacket on, didn't he? He had jacket and fins, absolutely. Thank, thank God. Oh, okay. Good. So we, <laughs> we dove in. Dove in. So now we can we cut the parachute, pulled the box, and now, okay, now we're dewatered. We got, it, got the pump. The pump's beautiful. It's a nice little Honda pump. They give you two gallons of gas, and it's all good. So. The uh, after we get the bilge pumped out, everything's good, and so they say they tell us, well, we're going to detach a Coast Guard cutter. There's a cutter in the area, and uh, they'll be able to give you a tow. So we sat there on anchor basically all day. The cutter showed up about 9 p.m. Came on board, did a safety inspection and everything. Uh, Coast Guard cutter strike out of uh, Sandy Point, New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> They were just doing you know, normal patrols in the in the area, so uh, they gave us a tow to the fifty mile mark. And boat US came out at the fifty mile mark and towed us into Tarpon Springs to a, a fueling dock. It's a long day. It was a very long day. <laughs> hey, so, long day. Praise the Lord for the Coast Guard. That's right, Amen. Man. Mm. Yeah, so I I did twenty six years in the Navy, mostly out of Mayport. I'm from Jacksonville. Grew up in Jacksonville. And did 26 years in the Navy, mostly out of, on ships out of Mayport. So I am very, very thankful uh, for those guys. Absolutely. Wow, that's that's. Thank you for sharing. That's a heck story. of a story, man. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that's did, a, did they ever figure out what's wrong with the boat, though? It just no. We just ran out of gas. I know, but, but what about taking water? water? Uh, they, it was most likely uh, a lot of water from our ice in our ice box. And uh, just water coming up over the back of it when we were fishing. These were a little bit heavy, so we had to. It basically, just we pumped it out like two or three times, and it hasn't. Uh, and then we were able to get the bilge pump fixed, and uh, it's been great since. So that's that, that's cool. That's right, a crazy we, story. We, yeah, that's a crazy. I'm glad story. you're here to tell the story. That's right, Daryl. Yep, yep. Yep. We appreciate <laughs> it, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. So hey, I, w- I just want to end. Like I said, I went to high school with uh joey thigpen okay and so for three years i sat behind him in home room looking at the back of his head 
<laughs> uh, we'll tell Joey that. <laughs> All right, buddy. We we we, we, we got to go. Thank you. Yes, sir. Oh, Thanks. that's Thanks a, yeah. That painted a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy story. I I know we got to take a break. Uh, if you want to give us a call, six four one ten ten right here. I right had no make, idea it was a two parter. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be right back. Yep. Need more cowbell, Chris. More cowbell. Oh, I'll more give cowbell. you cowbell like crazy. <laughs> hey, uh, just got a text from our good buddy guy. Over oh. at Consignment Boat Sales. And he's our guy. He's our guy. Special Just of the week. Cut, cut, well, he says, for your boating and buying needs, Consignment Boat Sales, Mayport Village. It's right there across from the uh, the ramp, if you are or, or kind of down from the ferry. It's which, right there. Yeah. 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 You'll um, see all the boats. Right. He said he's ready to help. Please visit jacksboating.com or call Guy at 249-6225. And he said, also... Consignment Boat Sales is looking for a full-time employee to help keep our boats clean, to help run our boats, and to help Guy run his 20-year business. Just call our guy, Guy, at 249-6225. There you nice. go. There you go. Well, it like looks like the uh, the rest of the week is going to be fairly good. It looks like there's a front yeah, coming through. I, yeah, thank goodness. I was looking at the radar and watching the weather channel this morning, and it looks like we've got a front line coming. Uh-huh. Um, Let's see if I can bring it up. Yeah, I was, I was doing the same thing because the weather's kind of like everywhere. Um, it didn't look like a heavy front. It no, like it, yeah, front. yeah, exactly. And, and it's it's another cold front, Leon, that has no pre- precipitation. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, yeah, which which is, again, yeah. kind of strange. What, what are we, a La, La Nino? La Nina. This, La, La Nina I this year? I think that's year? the word. Yeah. Well, right now it's going through the western side of Kentucky and Tennessee, and today is Saturday. So I'm thinking Monday, Tuesday it's going to hit here. Yeah, exactly. So so the, the high on Monday in Georgia is 86, and then, and then Tuesday it's 79. So obviously you're right. Looks like it's going gonna, it's gonna to come through on, on, on Monday. Right. Uh, but there's still only 20% chance of rain. The best chance of rain that we have all week, which is kind of weird, is, is on Thursday. Yeah, it's just going to be a dry front. Yep. But the water, and, 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 and you know, when you're looking at the air temperatures, through next Thursday, it's still going to be in the 80s. Yeah. And then next weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that's where we're going to see a pretty pretty heavy cold front. Pretty good change in temperatures. Yep. Talking the 50s. Low 50s on Saturday and Sunday next weekend through Monday, Tuesday with a high on Wednesday of being 76. So it looks like we're finally going to get that yeah. cool fall weather that we're yeah. all I looking mean, that's, for. That's November, though, basically. Yeah, yeah. True, yeah. true. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. Today is the 23rd. Right. Thanksgiving's in four weeks. Yeah. yeah. So we had a question. I was just looking on, on Facebook. Kirk, I wanted to yeah. have you chime in on this. Um, it says, question for the crew. It's from Jeremy Campbell. Uh, when you get your deer processed, how much fat percentage do you use on your hamburger? Um, so, eighty twenty is what we use. Eighty twenty. So, um, here's my answer. We, Carrie and I, and and, I, and I'm going to give Carrie credit. Uh, we we process all of our own deer meat. Right. We do all of our own hamburger and everything. And you buy pork fallow or beef? Nope. Neither. Really? Yeah. Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean sausage. Well, 
and it, it get, and, and and not much, right. you know. And it, it, it is not eighty twenty. I can promise you that. Right. You know, it's just enough to give it a bind, a, a little bit of fat. Yeah, you, know, you because, gotta have some binder in there. Yeah, because it dear, won't. Dear won't. Mean, well, you know, I, I guess our our biggest thing was that look. The reason that we love to eat deer meat is because it's good, very very good for you. I mean, it's as green as it gets. Okay, yep. but then when you start adding pork and cow fat mm-hmm. you know you're, you're taking a little bit of that out of it right um and 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 you know look they're just like anything else in life there's different processors right. some sure. of them just don't care you know yeah. what i mean that ah, throw some fat in there you know what i mean where other ones they 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 care about their product mm-hmm. so with that being said you know we we bought a one and a half horsepower grinder which is like amazing <laughs> right i mean you could make somebody disappear in this thing it's 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 awesome that's scary though. yeah <laughs> he said it but I no it. i, I know what and you mean so, and that's so it. where's where's jeff again yeah, yeah we, that's, <laughs> that's, it. that's the assailant in the wood chipper fargo fargo um but it 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 you know, we, we just didn't want to use all that 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 yeah. fat and no, uh, I get it. and man, just a little bit of di- Jimmy Dean sausage in it goes a long it. ways. Oh my God, dude! It's um and you make a hamburger out of it. And it's got that. Little... So what do you do? Well, just here's a suggestion for for Jeremy yes. too to use. Yes. We've we've used bacon, sure, to make bacon burger, and this actually came from Jim McCollum. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was hunting with him up in in Elberton, and we would take it to the processor, and the guy would mix bacon in with the the burger meat. Fantastic! Idea. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah. So that's a thought. So if you grind up your your venison and make sure that you cut all the deer fat out. If you're if you're going to do your own thing, I guess he's thinking about doing his own thing, Jeremy Campbell. Um, make sure you you take all the sinew and the white meat, the silver skin the, out of the deer the, meat. The prep takes forever. Well, and it's it, well worth it. Oh, it, but that's why we again, butcher our own meat I mean, too. You know, it it takes no time. No. To grind a deer no. uh, in that grinder. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's done. It's done. But the prep to make sure that you, like you said, you get all that fat, sinew, all of that stuff off of there that, that makes it have a really, really gamey taste. I mean, we butcher uh, the deer at the camp, and then we take the, the deer meat and put it in two-gallon Ziploc bags, put it on ice in the cooler. And you can also put it in the cooler on ice mm-hmm. as long as you rotate the ice and continually drain it. Make sure the cooler's really clean. Yeah. And you I, want to keep I, your meat and, and, and clean. Look, when you, a lot of times when you drop your deer off in a processor, there's 50 deer in front of you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hang and, and And again, not, but do you think that they're prepping a deer like that, taking all that sinew off and all that stuff no. in their grind? No. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it, so there's, there's different ways of, of handling things, you know? Yeah. Oh, we do have to take a break. That's right, because we went way We're over. a little bit behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, don't go anywhere. We've got a ring power Tip of the week when we come back right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Oh, boy. Oh Not God. once, the things, but twice. The yeah. things, things we do. Yeah. Hello. Oh Seeing stars. God. Now it's time for your ring power Woo. tip of the week. And I, was, I was talking about uh, last week uh, was, was my last ring power trip of the, of the year. Right. And... It's always amazing to me listening to these guys talk equipment and, and, and the knowledge that the Ring Power employees have of their equipment. And, and, and Kirk, you know, you right. know all, as many of these guys as I do, 
It's it's always amazing to me about ring power guys. Hey, how long have you been working for ring power? Oh, 30 years. Mm-hmm. All right. of them. Right. All of them. You know, I've been there since I was 20. Right. You know, wow. It's a, it's a, it's a cool family. But if you go to uh, ringpower.com and check out all they have to offer. And your gear tip, I mean, your ring power tip is what? This is one of the most clever things. And I never realized <laughs> it. I, I'll never forget I was up at Cabin Bluff hunting with my buddy, Dave Edwards. Uh-huh. And I had actually, I believe I took Steve Mullen up there. We were going to do a hog hunt. Mm-hmm. And we had a pretty chilly morning. We were going to go turkey hunt in the morning and then hunt hogs in the middle of the day. And this is when Steve was working at sheriff's office. And I was like, man, it's a little chilly up here. And I said, I've got some hot hands if you want them. And I, th- I think he turned me down, but I pulled a couple out and shook them. Uh-huh. And Dave walks up and he goes, what do you do with those when you're done with them? I said, I throw them in the trash. And he goes, you ever put them in a Ziploc bag? And I said, no. Why would I <laughs> right. do that? Right. And he goes, I'm telling you. He said, if you put them in a Ziploc bag, and folks, these are the hot hands you get to go hunting or fishing with, mm-hmm. or you're just going to a football game. I like to buy the the mega the yep. mega hand warmers, mm-hmm. the big ones. And I put them in my vest when I'm hunting to keep my fingertips warm because I always hunt with gloves with no fingers. Mm-hmm. If you take these hot hands when you're done with them, if you haven't been out all day and you've only gone in the woods for three or four hours, put them in a big Ziploc bag, squeeze all the air out, and seal them. I'm, I'm not kidding. You can get up the next morning, open the Ziploc bag out. And they have hot hands. And shake them again, and they'll they'll heat right back no up. Kidding. No way. Yep. I swear. Okay. It's unbelievable. And they'll heat right back up. That's pretty, two pretty good right tips up. this week. Dude. Yep. Yeah, hey. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to test that one. That, hey, you can thank Dr. Dave on okay. that one, you know? All right, there's your ring power tip of the week. Uh, earlier. Yep, we talked about filleting fish. Right, and you talked about videos. A video from, that I'd seen. From, from Safe uh, Harbor. And it was. It was Johnny Pop Brown at Safe Harbor. And okay. I remember, I think Al, Andy Calloway had sent it to me the first time. Mm-hmm. And, Andy Graham sent it to me. Yep, and okay. Andy Graham sent it to you. And guess who called the show? Johnny Brown. Good morning. Good morning, That's John. me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people ask us that question, Johnny, all the time about filleting fish, and and there's an art to it. There really is. Yes, sir. And you are I, 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 you are good at it. There's no doubt. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and I'm still learning. You know, little things here and there. Every now and then, a species will come in that I ain't seen before, so you know, kind of got to figure it out on the fly. But most of them are pretty. Similar in style, but, you know, different ones have different skins. And, you know, it's I've been doing it for quite some time out here at Safe Harbor. I've been on and off at Safe Harbor, but I'm back out there right now because I actually run an oyster bar for them uh, called Sliders. But um, we're actually shut down for a couple months for a major renovation. Oh, cool. And um, That's down on Atlantic yeah, Beach? Gonna, the, you're talking about yeah, the, the, Neptune old, Beach. the old Sliders yes, at Neptune Beach? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yes, Neptune sir. And I mean, it's going to be a brand new restaurant. I'm, I'm super excited about that. But, you know, I, we're talking about filet and fish right now, so that's cool. <laughs> we'll have great things coming up with the oyster bar. It's going to okay. be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I've been filleting fish probably for 20, 25 years. And, I, you know, funny enough, I was just listening to y'all talk about uh, the ring power thing, but it was um, uh, Cabin Bluff you brought up, and I actually did a wedding out there and chucked 500 oysters at a dollar a piece. It was pretty neat. <laughs> But uh, wow. that couple had, that couple had, uh, well, actually, their parents had rented out the whole cabin bluff, which I don't know if you know much about it, but I think they got like 
what, 20, 30 cabins out there. That's that's and, that, um, that's an expensive wedding. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. And, I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't – I was doing it for another restaurant, but they didn't have an oyster shucker. So, anyway, they took me out there, and um, it was it's a funny, funny story. But I'll tell you the great part of it. We actually did 165 meals, and we put them out in about – I mean, it didn't take this long to cook, but once we started put plating them, it took about 25 minutes to serve 165 people. Wow. The wow. funny part of the story was it was 161 filet mignons and four tofu. And that poor cat that was uh, <laughs> that had to do the tofu was throwing away more tofu than I ever seen. He just couldn't <laughs> get it right. So it was, it was hilarious. But anyway, right, we had so, a lot of fun. So, and So I got one, one question for you. Yes, sir. What's what's what fish comes in there, and you're like, oh man, I really don't like playing <laughs> these things. What 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 is it that 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 what what which fish is it that you just don't enjoy filleting? Well, I mean, on the simplest part of that, I'm not a big fan of croaker, but it's. I mean, we sell a ton of it, and yep. but uh, you know, it's just I don't know. It's just one of those that's not in my. I mean, I can cut it. I just don't. You know, it's, it's not very you big. Have to cut fifty or sixty of them at a time, and it's. But the worst one, the worst one is, uh, in my opinion, if they want the skin off is the African pompano. Okay. Cause it's, I mean, it just takes a simple patience that, you know, I don't really have when you're trying to push it out fast, but right. getting that skin off is, is, uh, it's pretty treacherous, but, um, okay. my, my favorite that a lot of people do. And I, and I actually have a few videos up already on the trigger fish, <laughs> but, um, just because if you don't know how to do it, I'm, I'm going to watch that. That trigger fish video you did, I watched it about punching the yeah. hole in there. That was great, John. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that yeah. was awesome. I am going to watch that because I have a hard time do you, with, with trigger fish. Would you mind if we posted some of these up on our Facebook page? No, I'd absolutely love it. And But what I, what I wanted to do, because I heard that they called another, a friend of mine had called me, David Bernstein, called me and said, hey, man, they're talking about you on the radio. And I'm like, well. That's great. Was it good? I mean, I don't care if it's good was or bad. It good? Was yeah, it good? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he said, yeah, man, give them a call. You know, they're great guys, blah, blah, blah. So here I am. And um, I just my, what I want to do is I, I'm trying to get – I just started a YouTube channel about a week and a half ago. Okay. On, on a, you know, yeah. a couple of people wanted me to do it because I'd just been kind of showing off, I guess. Not really showing off, but whatever. Just cutting for speed and showing how fast I could do it. And then somebody said, why don't you teach people how to do it? Absolutely. So, that's what I did, and so what I'm, I'm still putting up the, you know, some speed fish so, cutting, but so mostly I'm trying to do step by step. If we want to watch it on YouTube, where do we go? It's called Filet Shop Pop. Filet and um, Filet Shop Pop, and Filet is with two L's. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, I've been spelling it with two L's forever. So actually, when I decided to make that my name, I didn't want everybody coming at me telling me I didn't know how to spell Filet. <laughs> so right. I Googled it, and ironically, I was on the, the good side of the definition. Either spelling is correct, from what I understand. Okay. okay. But over time, filet with one L has been more for beef, than it is and for... the two L's has generally become known for seafood the art, or fish. The art of we knew that, Chris. Didn't we? Yes, yeah. we oh, did. Yeah, right. We did. <laughs> Very cool. I, I didn't. So. I didn't. But I was glad that I, you know, I didn't have to change it to one well, else. <laughs> I, a little while ago, I didn't, but now I did. <laughs> Very awesome. Very jo- awesome. Johnny, if you were going to offer three simple tips to people listening to fillet and fish, 
what would you say about the art of it? What are the three most simple things you you've got to have or do when you're filleting fish? Well, I'll say first of all, you know, a steady hand, which means don't come in hungover. Yep. Still drunk. That's that's pretty tough. So, like, if I do go fishing and I have a few too many beers, and I don't cut them on the boat anymore. Right. <laughs> Good. Uh, two. Um, you know, product knowledge. I mean, you you got to know, and I, and I say that for each species, you know, because each species is has its minor differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of them are relatively the same. You're going to try to get to the spine, roll it down the rib cage, blah 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 blah. But like like I say, each fish has its own thing. So t- so two would be product knowledge, and three. I mean, I I I would say the best quality is enjoy doing it. Uh, and sometimes that might take a little while to learn, but once you learn it, it's it's such a blessing, and it is an art. And yep. and you know you just keep doing it and get better and better every day. And don't get me wrong, they still fight back. You know, every now oh, yeah. and then your your knife will catch up on a hook or a bullet or whatever, yep. and and it changes that dynamic. So who sharpens yeah, your knife? I really enjoy doing. It. Who sharpens your knife? I actually knives? sharpen my own knife, and uh, out here at Safe Harbor, we do have some diamond wheels um, that you know it's a electric sharpener and it's good and it'll hone it in and then i'll use either use a um a diamond homing honing uh stick or whatever it's called you know yep. where you just the one they you see on tv all the time yep, which the i don't wish, think wish, they're wish, actually wish, sharpening yeah. they're not <laughs> yeah the diamond steel <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's great yeah johnny listen stay in touch bro and, and um yes we would uh we'll put this on our facebook and and, and send them to your youtube channel very nice. Thank hey, you very much, guys. I wait, appreciate all the time. Hold on work. a second, Johnny. I have I have one question because oh, I'm I'm on your channel and I'm I'm checking out your videos and all that stuff. Uh, the I can't can't wait to watch the grouper blooper one again. But well, that's, you know, ironically, I think people like bloopers. Uh, oh yeah, that one has actually oh, yeah. taken off and that's it's the, got over two thousand views. That's the first one I watched. Me out. Like, first well, one I watched. Nothing there. So, so well, that's me. I don't learn much. Uh, but but you got to tell me about what you got hanging out of your beard. What's the deal there? Well, okay, so you know, it's a, it's just it's my beard. It's a long goatee. And I, I was I was uh, actually cutting fish in a grocery store, and I've been in the restaurant business probably 20 years now. But I was in a grocery store, and <laughs> you know they wanted to make me wear a beard net, uh-huh, right? And I just I just couldn't do it because then it looked like I had cobwebs hanging off my face when I took it off. <laughs> and so I started playing around with it with little rubber bands, and and now it's kind of got a, a life of its own uh-huh. I, you know, I get i like it i get a lot of That's a lot cool. of walk up hey, man, compliments. I like it. it's the funny thing is when people come up in this like they can't control themselves and they want to touch it oh yeah you want to pull on it you in. i'm like whoa what are you you know you're in my face <laughs> that's real <laughs> i have a knife in my hand <laughs> don't touch me don't touch me yeah <laughs> You got to yeah, so hang a bell off the bottom of that thing. Oh, I, I, I have done some uh, some beads and some Viking stuff, and the most I've done, I I, I had some help with the one, but uh, I've done it in one, two, three, four strands, and I did it once with five strands, and it was it was really cool, but very hard to keep it in because <laughs> yeah. you know they were so thin. But it's, it's a lot of fun. I, you know, it's it's a great conversation piece wherever I'm at. 
and I, you know, I just have fun with it, and I've kept it up. Like, you know, I've thought about cutting it off a few times, but then I'm like, wait, maybe people won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, I do have a lot of fun with it. Oh, that's great, man! It was great talking to you. Like I said, dude, stay, stay in touch. All right, brother. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, let me let me say one more thing go before you go. Yeah. So, and I don't know, I don't, and and because I, I kind of posted it, hoping people would kind of get a kick out of it, because I got a kick out of it, but. I, I'm a big Salt Bay fan, and I don't know if you know who Salt Bay is, but he's a he started out as a butcher, and now he's got one of the most expensive, popular restaurants in the world. Uh, and he he cuts his meat, and he's, he's got a lot of flair to it. He wears mm-hmm. his sunglasses in the dark and looks at the camera while he's cutting. It's amazing. So I kind of did a little salute to um, Salt Bay on my salmon I did yesterday, and. I mean, I didn't have this the rock salt, but I, I did it with salmon scales, so it's, it, it made me laugh, and I, it, I had fun doing it, and was inspired by Salt Bay. So, cool. get a chance to watch that one and tell me if it makes you laugh or not. We'll do it. We'll do it, brother. <laughs> we'll do it. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. All right. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great day. It's really cool. You too. Glad y'all got to see me. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Johnny Brown, <laughs> check it in. That was fun. That was great. I've been watching some that of his videos. And like Chris said, the grouper blooper is pretty funny. Okay. I'll have to watch it uh, because mm. we do need to take a break because we are way behind, as usual, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. So if you need like a paddleboard, kayak, shades, gear, shoes, merchandise, shoes, sunglasses, costas. Yep, yep, yep. Hagen Coastal Outfitters, folks. Um, and hardware. Uh, yeah, yeah, Real uh, hardware yeah, yeah. store. Yeah, so, and, and that's that, that's <laughs> funny. The the store that that we were in in Uli. I mean, when you first walk in there, the first thing you think about this is a surf shop. Surf shop. Yeah, yeah. You got to go to the back. Get to the hardware. Get to the hardware. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get lost inside the store inside the store. Yes, that's right. It's pretty cool. I need kerosene for my heater. <laughs> right. Oh, you got to walk by the surf stuff first. Yeah. Oh, you know? exactly. And the fishing gear. Yeah. Then did you you, walk, get, you walk by, you go, ooh. Did you get your surf wax? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and I think one of the stores is going to start carrying hunting gear. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be so, fun. Hey. Yeah. Hagen Coastal Outfitters. So anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. Hey. Again, thanks to Johnny Brown for checking in. That was fun. You know, I've seen him, uh, you know, I've gone into Safe Harbor and ordered lunch before, and, and he's back there filleting fish, and he is a wizard. Um, I will tell you that the knives he's playing with, folks, are like scalpels. Mm-hmm. And that's really what keeps you from getting hurt is having a good sharp knife and steady hands. Mm-hmm. His point being brought up about <clears throat> alcohol. Uh, <clears throat> Alcoholic beverages or adult beverages and knives, is, you got to, you know. It does work. They don't no. mix. Yeah. Keep They're, them on ice. Do it the next day. <laughs> yeah. Just do it the next day. You know, just don't drink in filet. Don't, don't drink, drink in filet. You know, uh, we, Unless we, you want to use it. We, we, public service announcement. We, we all have those or dad, dad moments. You know, Freudian the, slips. The, those, those moments that, that, those lessons that your dad taught you, okay? Uh-huh. You don't remember everything, but there are certain certain things, and and it's happened to me twice this week. All right, one is the the fillet knife or any kind of pocket knife. All right, the, the one thing dad always taught: keep the knife sharp. Even though I'm That's nine, right. ten years old, you know he's teaching me. The other thing that that happened is that uh, on my lease up in Georgia, um, it's it's a working cow farm, 
And the the, the one thing that Dad always always keep the gate shut. No, you keep the gate as it was. Right. Okay. Okay. You you leave the gate as it was. Okay. If it's shut, you leave it shut. If it's open, you leave it open. Yep. Right. So anyway, I got a call in 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 the middle of the week, uh, and and it was the owner, and he's like, "Hey man, you you left the gate open. My cows are all in the cotton fields, you know." And I'm like, "No, I, you know, I, I I know me, and there's there's you know, I right. I, I do. I'm telling you, it's just I, I, there's no way that I but left." Sir, the gate. my dad said. Hey, I did. I exactly. told him. I told Terry. I said, I said, Terry, listen. I said, I said they, those cows got in there some other way. I do have to go through three gates at times to get to some of my stands and stuff, you know. So I'm I'm adamant about leaving it. But he did find there was another gate open somewhere. Uh-huh. You know? so, and did he call back to apologize? He did. Oh, he look did. at that! He did. Yeah, he said. He said I figured out how they they got out, but it was, but uh, my food plots not good. I tell you what, cows I'll, cows can eat a food plot down in a heartbeat. <laughs> Last year in South Dakota, when we went up to to hunt, you know, Doctor Todd has a set of sourgum fields on the Sioux River, mm-hmm. and right adjacent to it is about a hundred head of Black Angus, and, uh-huh. and a an electric fence. And so we go over there and the electric fence cows are, are like tanks uh-huh. and they'll just run into stuff yep. because they'll run into stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of young bulls had knocked the fence over Oh uh-huh. boy! and they had got into the sour gum, into the food oh, plot. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Look like they've been playing football in there. <laughs> Really it, falling over and rolling around in it. It doesn't take them long. No, they'll destroy it. it. Yeah, you know, uh, my my grandfather, Papa, it, that's how he did his hedges and his yard. Yeah, he didn't mow it. You sent the animals in. Yeah, house. he just he just let the, the gate open and let the cows come in the yard for an hour or two, and it did. It didn't look perfect. Yeah, but didn't have to worry about the hedges or the grass. No, same thing with goats. If you got goats, <laughs> goats. the goats will eat everything, goats man. They eat it down to the roots, Yeah, man. but they're mean. They They'll, can be mean or pissy, as Kirk would say. Yeah, they get pissy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they eat it all the way down to the dog on all, all the way down to the roots, man. They're terrible. Yeah. They'll kill it, you know. No, no doubt. But I, I just, uh, it's it's funny because, like I said, there's certain things that your dad, t- you know, other things you just ignore. I know. <laughs> right, Chris? <laughs> Well, it's so funny when you're young and you're in your 20s and mm-hmm. your dad's trying to tell you stuff. It's like, Dad, Dad, I know. I yeah. Know. Dad, Dad. I know everything. And then, yeah. And then you And you're and an then, idiot. Leon, we did and, hear a story yeah. about sighting your gun in. Yeah. Right. So right. Did, you, did you sight that gun in? Well, yeah, I mean, man, I got it. Yeah, I got it. It's you good. Always, you always just tell your parents. Yeah. They say, did you do it? I got it. Yeah. I did it. I got it. No, you didn't. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I did it last year. Well, that counts. That counts. Yeah. Last year. Last year. Last year or like 2019 yeah. last year? The, the other day? The other or day? Or two years ago? Two years ago. <laughs> two months well, ago. Chris no, was two right. years ago. I have the same conversation about him brushing his teeth. What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You fight him to do that. I got it. I got it. I no, got it. no, I smell differently. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Is that the dog's rear end I'm smelling? <laughs> Did a buffalo fart in a room? <laughs> or is that your breath coming out of your mouth because you didn't brush your teeth? I got it. You ever heard of floss? Yeah, Try floss. I got it. I did it the other day, Dad. <laughs> I got it. You know, we call, I used to tell Kyle, I said, you know what we call that? And he goes, what? I, I call that Zachly breath. He goes, what's that mean? I said, your mouth smells exactly like your rear end. <laughs> oh. I said, that's nasty, you know? 
Go brush your teeth, boy. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show with Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Leon Dane, I'm Captain Kevin Faber. We'll be right back. Hey, uh, just a big thanks. And, uh, and I love our sponsors, obviously. Everybody else does, too. I was talking to my buddy Gary, who was fishing with me yesterday, about how much people support our sponsors and how much we've become friends with so many of them. But anyway, I had gone by and seen uh, Danny Smith at Tire Outlet. Right. Uh, a couple Because I, I had a shimmy and a shake in the front. Man, my truck's running like a, a dream right now. And that's, that's one thing to always remember about Tire Outlet is they do mostly everything. They do, you know. The, I mean, yes. any, any, they do it so well. Anything but transmissions. That's what they'll tell you. And and um, I mean, you know, I had an AC problem with Kerry's Jeep. I took it in there, like, no, no problem, fixed it. Um, I just like how friendly they are. You don't feel yeah. like you're going to be taken. Yeah, or exactly. Taken advantage or belittled. of. Belittled. Yeah. I mean, you know, for going in there, not knowing those guys are just real, yeah. really nice to yeah, get and along they got some, with. They got some good rebates right now on Yokohama tires. Um, and you have to stop by there. Today? Yes, sir, I do. Right after the show. We've got to get some stuff for Scott. Scott ordered some... Nuts? Oh, lug nuts. Lug nuts. Lug yeah. nuts. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Pick it up, Scotty's nuts. Lug nuts. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> That's me. Okay. Yep. Right Here's after the show. Nuts. Don't we have a... Kirby Co cooking tip we need. You know, to do. that's probably a good thing to do right now. <laughs> Why don't you tell because us you about know what? Kirby Co and I'll do <laughs> yeah, the you know, cooking tip the, 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 before we get too carried away. I'm about just going to sit over here. here. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing is, is that we may need an entire um, segment. segment. And, and Chris, if you don't mind, would you please bring up Kirby Co in there because it will not let me do it on this computer. I can do that. You know? Yeah, but uh, go ahead, Captain Kirk. What is our Kirby It's actually Co? very, very. A very simple one. Okay. Okay. It's not hard. And we talked about it a little earlier. I, I like a little bit of soft shell crab. Mm -hmm. And this is the time of year when you get them. Get a full moon. I don't know a whole lot about them, but crabs go through a molting stage. Mm -hmm. And when they get soft, if you will if you can get them then, they're great. Um, I do know Safe Harbor Seafood has them. I was in there the other day and bought some, uh, bought some uh, lobster cakes, which were very good, and stuffed some shrimp with those. But... If you take the soft shell crabs, you got to clean them. Now to clean them, you got to clean the lungs out. All you got to do is tip, take, grab the tip of the point of the shell and lift it, and the lungs are just like the the gills of a fish. Fingers. Yeah, just like the little fingers. You want to pull those out. So clean them, rinse them off. You need flour, a couple of eggs, some Old Bay seasoning, some peanut oil, a little bit of salt, half and half, and butter, butter and garlic. And all I do is I clean the lungs out of the crab. I take about a cup of flour and put a quarter teaspoon of salt, a half tablespoon of Old Bay, mix it up into the flour. Then I'd beat two eggs with a quarter cup, a half, a half, a little splash of water, and get them good and mixed. And what you want to do is you want to take the clean soft shell crabs, throw them in the flour, throw them in the dredge, which is the eggs, and then back into the flour, shake them off, and then get the peanut oil to where it pops when you flip a little bit of egg into it. Throw them in there and pan saute them until they're golden brown. Flip them. And then what I usually do is I'll take a, a three-quarter stick of butter, put it in another little fry pan, put a tablespoon of chopped garlic in there, bring it down to it just starts to brown. Mm. And then I just pour that over the finished uh, sauteed or fried Love golden it. brown soft-shell crabs. Mm -hmm. And I just put them on a plate and eat them. I don't eat them on any bread. But if you put them in a, 
a bun with a little mayonnaise or if, tartar if, sauce. If restaurants are, are, you know, using that on their menu, do they normally put it on a sandwich? They'll put it on a bun. Okay. And put French lettuce and tomato bun. Right. Can uh, you imagine that? A fresh potato bun, a little, a little tartar bun. sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, son. I love them. And thank you, Raymond King, for uh, turning me on to these. He gave me six of them, and I put the honk down on. I wish you them. were my neighbor. Yeah. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Kirby Co? Yeah, Kirby Co Builders since 1999. Kirby Co Builders Incorporated is an industry leader, proven provider of framing drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential projects. And there's your Kirby Co cooking tip yeah. of the week. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so Stone Crab season started last weekend. It did. Did you have you had any reports? I have not. Uh, usually, the guys I get them from, I haven't heard anything from them. Okay. Um, I don't know what the price is of stone crabs Crazy. in the market. I, I think it's like fifty dollars a pound. Wow, is really? it that high? I, 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 really? I don't know. It's Scott. I, I'm getting this from Captain Scott Shank, but well, it's, uh, they're they're not they're 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 not cheap. I don't doubt that. Huh? I don't, I don't doubt that. Yeah. With the cost of shipping and everything else, yeah. gas prices are going up. Everything's going up. Oh, absolutely. You know? If, yeah, if this five hundred dollars per cow thing gets uh, <laughs> brought in, which is just, we're not going to have excuse any me, beef. That's asinine. Yeah, <laughs> a burger's going to cost fifteen dollars just for a hamburger at McDonald's through the drive-through. Yeah, you yeah. know. So let's not do that, folks. Let's not pass this bill and charge the farmers five hundred dollars per cow. <laughs> that is, is that crazy? For flatulence. That's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, we don't know what but else is true. in there. I know. But it's true. I know the farmers in South Dakota were Listen, all up in arms about it. Yeah. Like, I've, I've watched are you a couple, kidding? I've watched a couple press conferences that's not the craziest thing I've heard. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, golly. Mm-hmm. Come on. What are we, we're going we're to, like Johnny Pop Brown said, we're going to all be trying to eat tofu, and it's going to end up on the ground because we don't know how to cook it. <laughs> I don't want to eat tofu. I'm not a tofu guy. Sorry. Uh, Have you seen the movie Idiocracy? No, I haven't. Oh boy, it's scary but true. Yeah, very scary movie. I just I, I want to think I, happy I, thoughts. I'm, I'm me too. And and it was I was with you yesterday. You know when when I was fishing with uh, Gary and Charlie and and uh, they only wanted to keep one one redfish. I, I I I was I'm serious. I was like, oh God, please let us catch a couple redfish because I haven't. I, I love redfish on the half shell. Oh yes. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh, just it's become one of my favorites. And then on top of that, we catch about a five or six pound sheep's head. Nice. That's money. <laughs> Bonus like, round. Oh, I told yes. my guys yesterday, we caught four, and I said, and Dennis Young walks up, and he goes, did you tell him? Said, yeah. Tell him what? And he's leaning over my shoulder, and I was flaying fish, and he goes, boys, y'all know about the cancer in these black and white fish, right? <laughs> and they looked, at, they looked at him, and he was just, he was, mm-hmm. had his poker face on, and he goes, those things can be really nasty. You mm-hmm. don't want to get that sheephead cancer. <laughs> and I said, no, I haven't told him yet. And he goes, well, maybe you just ought to throw those in that bucket off to the side. Just oh, let them take I'll dispose of them properly. And that one guy was like, Ron's going, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to try that. Yeah. me. You know, but when I was cleaning fish yesterday, I mean, I was excited. I told Gary, thank you. And he goes, well, don't most of your clients give you a couple of I'm like, hell no. <laughs> no, Not we no. don't get much fish. Then, you know, I mean, really about the only time is a big cobia. Yeah. You know, if, if you catch a 30, 40 pound fish and right. you got, you know, two or three guys, that's a lot of meat, man. You know, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask, hey, can I have a, a piece for dinner tonight or something? But for the most part, honestly, no, we, we, we don't get, you know, because we can't keep our catch. Right. Our limit. Our yeah. limit. You yeah. know, I mean, right. we're not, we're not a harvester. Right. That's right. You know, so we, we legally, we can't keep our, our catch. So 
most of the time they feel like if they caught it and then and they I'm fine it. with that. I mean, every that, once in a while, I do yeah. get offered. I know, I know some of my while, clients yeah. are very good about it. Jeff Leach, when I fish with Jeff, he's always very good about going, Kirk, you want any of this? Mm-hmm. And I'll, sometimes I'll go, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we went snapper fishing, I'll take a little bit of snapper. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's, you know, when snapper season was open, of course, which, you know, it's only open three days out of the year. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's rare that we do get fish. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. had to throw it out there. Yeah. And what do you what do you think will happen for twenty twenty two? I don't know. You Two know, days. I'm at the point where the three day snapper season is more aggravation than it's worth. Oh, I don't do it. I mean, I know you know. I I kept my boat at Comanche Cove for those three days. I know Steve Mullen. Uh, and, and he he made a good point. I was talking. I was having breakfast with Steve the other day, and he goes, "You know, that's our Super Bowl." And I said, "No, I get it. I mean, if you can run four trips runs? a day for three days, and you charge them, this is okay. You're coming to the Super Bowl. This is how much it costs. Right. Mm-hmm. Period." This is not the same as the trips we run the rest of the year. And you know, those three days were good weather days. Too. Oh, they were this year. They, they were. were this year. Yeah, absolutely. It was, they it were. was good. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah, because I had a kingfish tournament. I, I fished Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I had the H uh, City tournament. I ran yeah. with Cameron those yeah. days. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. That's all. That's all. I'll say. But that's a good way of putting it in perspective. No, I thought it was very uh, very point on. It, it, it is. It's our Super Bowl. You know, and a lot of guys that can make a good, good paycheck for those three days. Remind me how many and more days power the golf to got. You know. Yeah, yeah. Can I, you can you imagine? Yeah. If we have fifty days. Yeah. Of, of just one per person. Oh my, that'd be. Your box would look so different every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, you 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 know, at the worst you're going to do is catch a couple snapper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. I know. I can almost guarantee you, if the weather's pretty and I got bait. We're going to catch snapper. Right. I talked to Dennis about it yesterday, and, and he and I have a number for a spot that not many people have. And he ta- he came up to me yesterday, and he goes, those fish are still there. And I said, that's that's nuts. You know, you're yeah. talking 45 feet of water, mm-hmm. not very far. And they're just, he said, they're just 10, 10 11 pounders, all you want, as many Beautiful. as you want to catch. Beautiful. I mean, it's crazy. You know? And it they is. keep pushing in closer and closer. I, I Oh, I, they do. You know, 90% of my flounder spots – that the the one of the reason that they were really good they were just it was just little pieces of live bottom yeah um but I didn't catch any snapper there I can't get there I I it, th- this year the, like you said you just said that they keep pushing in or something um but this year my flounder spots were covered up in snapper yeah I'm mm-hmm. like and that's that that makes it tough man because you you can't if you can't get and the only thing that you can try to do is 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 weed through them because yeah. generally speaking. You know, you'll have to catch 10, 12, 15 of those before they back off, and then you can flounder fish. Yeah. You know? But for the most part, no, they're, they're, they've are they they've got everything covered up. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's take a break. and we come back, we'll do an update on the weather and update on the tides yep. right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. CNH Marine Construction, folks, custom builder of docks, boathouses, bulkheads, serving Jacksonville, Orange Park, Georgia Creek, St. Augustine, Fruit Cove, Mandarin, Drinko Springs, Lake Asbury, and Greater North Florida. You did that really well. I did, didn't I? Yeah. I, I, sound, I sound like Chris Wayne that time, didn't I? Well, you did. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I think you were better than Chris. <laughs> CNHmarine.com. No hey, um, and, and, and also, I, I'd, I'd have to send out a, a big thank you. To all my buddies at, at Whalen Bay, I've been 
I have been working on a project. I'm not 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 ready to say what just yet. And I mean, they 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 have they have been over backwards to help me out. Um, and 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 I appreciate that. And th- those are again, those are the kind of people that um, that support our show, and, and they have they have, they have really taken care of me. And, and uh, so it's all good stuff. It's good to have that knowledge behind yeah, you. Yeah, it you know, I mean, because it, it, I, honestly, I'm, I'm I was looking at it, it buying an additional boat, and I I needed their advice. Yeah, and they have. They, they've just been they've, they've been fantastic so i, I just well, i got to go by there today after the show matter of fact very nice try to sign some papers nice got some tides for me captain kurt i do so tides are brought to you by angie subs and folks it's just not any kind of sub shop i mean if he's got a smoker out front and you walk in mm-hmm. and he's got a special that gravitates towards that smoker you might want to think about having that sandwich absolutely you know, I mean, brisket, he's doing a pork butt. Oh my God, the guy's is a genius as far as a chef. And not only that, they got some health foods over there, too. If you're looking for just a salad with a scoop of tuna fish on there, this chicken salad is by far one of the best on the beaches, right there at the corner of Beach Boulevard and Penman. And with all the football games coming up, you can call them up at 246-2519 and get the giant sub. I think you guys did that. Yes, we have. The foot longer. The yes, we have. Whatever it is. Oh, yes. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah. But they host our tides, and the tides today, you have a high tide in the next 30 minutes. It's, it's 1026. It's, it's a good base. You it know is. what I mean? For for a football game before you get started. You know, it you, is. You got to yes. have the base. Yeah, have that base, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. I get carried away with it, yeah. too, because food is good. It's fo- you're a foodie. I get it. <laughs> we are foodies. Yes. We won't deny it. We have dedicated a whole segment to food, yes. so we are foodies. But high tide at 1026 a.m., mm-hmm. 5.6, and we had a low tide this afternoon at 405, which which is really nice because you're going to hit about an 84-degree temperature today, light winds when the sun starts going down this afternoon. These fish are going to bite pretty good. we got a waning full moon. Mm-hmm. So this is a good, good week it, to get it out. It is. We've um, got a couple of good days here, probably through Wednesday, and then there's a there's a dry front. We were talking about it off the air a little while ago. It doesn't look Tuesday? like it's not a rain in it, right. but it looks like around Wednesday it's going to get a little snotty. Yeah, yeah. So the marine forecast, always brought to you by the Bearded Pig, best barbecue around, two locations, oh. one God. right down there. In yes, please. Captain Jack's Kurtz. Beach. Yeah, yeah. The, the, five <laughs> blocks from my house. Yeah. What? <laughs> Might eat there tonight. Uh, today, oh, northwest God, 5 to 10, becoming northeast 10 to 15. And then tomorrow, 10 to 15 out of the east, 2 to 3. Might be a little bumpy tomorrow, but then uh, really backing off. Monday, southeast 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Tuesday, west winds 10 to 15. And here's where it switches around a little bit. Tuesday night, northwest winds 5 to 10. But then on Wednesday, 5 knots, which is really strange behind a cold front um, yeah. to have – that light of winds um, for this time of year, but hell, it's been a weird year anyway. Yeah. So I mean, what just the heck? adds to it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Wednesday they're calling for west winds at five knots. Um, yes, please. Yeah, I mean, you know, we may still run the beach and catch tarpon this week. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that. Um, yeah. The mullet are still here. Yeah. The valley yeah, is know? still full of mullet. Well, um, the 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 latest I've ever caught one was was Halloween. You know, but and that it may be it may be later this year. Well, if you're looking at the weather forecast as far as it indicates on rain, it's showing sixty percent chance of rain next Thursday. So that's the highest percentage of rain. Right. So that looks like that front line is gonna push in Thursday, Friday 
with 35% chance, and that's when the temperature is going to drop from a high of 80 on Thursday with a high of 74 on Friday and a low Saturday morning. Next Saturday morning, I'll be on the road to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. of a low of 53 degrees. So In Jacksonville. That's right, Jacksonville. Yeah. So that's that's going to make the bait move. Yeah. 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 Have, you, um, have you looked at the weather in Pennsylvania? I have a little bit. Yeah. I'm kind of trying to keep my head in the right direction. The whole reason we're going up there is to – Help Kate clean out her mom's house. You're not house. taking a bow or anything? I am. Oh, okay. But I don't know how much hunting I'm going to be able to do. Um, the you, guy's farm that to... I hunt, he's not He's not there right now. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to hunt it as much as I would like to. Well, he wasn't there last year. And the whole, well, he was there for the early part. Okay. Um, but looking at the weather, and to get to that, um, we're talking highs of 50s in the day and the high 40s at night. So, yeah. It looks like there's going to be a lot of rain up there next week. For, uh, yeah, Thursday, there, Friday, there is. There, there, I, I, I see that, too. And there's, um, because I, I was looking at the forecast for 12-mile Indiana, and basically the same forecast, highs of in the, in the low 50s and then like 39 to 40 yeah. in the nights. That would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. That would be nice. You know, last year, I don't know if you remember, when I went to Indiana, it was 85. I know. In November. That's crazy. I mean, and, and those guys had had never – and I was laughing because, first off, you, you know, it's different. Humidity is different. Yeah. There's always a good breeze for some reason up there. Right, so it's and, not as bad so, as yeah, they so, think so it is not, for yeah. you. Oh, they're dying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, dude, I'm from Florida. This is great. You know? Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> hunt deer, in this. The deer still moved. You yeah. know, I mean, the, the, the bucks weren't chasing as much. But I, you, I'm usually there long enough almost seven days, mm-hmm. that you'll see some kind of a fluctuation in temperatures. You know, I mean, and, and there's always that one or two mornings when it's like 15, oh. you know, and you're like, can I get 84 again, please? <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, I'm hoping, I'm, if I can hunt, it'll be next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and then we had to turn around and come back. So I'm hoping those four or five days in there where it, it's cool and there's no rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fingers absolutely. crossed. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. You 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 gotta you gotta have that. Yeah, yeah. So and it's uh, bow season. Bow season. Okay. And I got really lucky this year. I drew three tags. Or last year I didn't. This year I got three. So I got two doe tags and a buck tag. Huh. So nice. So you were planning on on. Maybe well, I told. She said if if you're going, you may as well do it. So I did it. Okay. A hunt license up there is not very expensive. Yep. Yeah, all. Um, it's the same with Indiana, and I was. Uh, I mean, Georgia's three times what it costs in Pennsylvania yeah, yeah. to get a non-resident tag. Yeah, yeah. I, I was fishing with with uh, my good buddy Herb and uh, his sixteen-year-old daughter. It was her birthday, Olivia, on Thursday, and Herb's a big-time bow hunter, and he goes to Illinois. Mm-hmm. You know, which obviously is it, it borders Indiana, right? You know, and I think my Indiana license is like one hundred and ten bucks. Yeah, Illinois five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, wow. That's yeah, a, that's a that's a big difference. Our Georgia man. licenses have gone up. Oh, you know? oh, it's crazy. What is it? It's over three hundred. Three fifty. Yeah, yeah, almost three fifty. Yeah, it's it's for it's, Georgia license. It's it's not cheap, and they Georgia sells the most amount of non-resident license in the states. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think uh, Pennsylvania license non-resident is one hundred thirty-five dollars. Right, and a doe tag's twenty-six fifty-three. Yeah, yeah, doe tags are cheap. Yeah, but you got to – it's a quota. 
So you got to apply, and if you get them, you get them. You know? Right. If you don't, you don't. Right, right, right. I, for, I forgot what the uh, the, the dough regs are, and, and they change every year. I mean, I, I've yeah. got to go look. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. Uh, but but Indiana's pretty adamant about putting a tag on before you move the deer. Oh, you know, Pennsylvania's you gotta, same you, way. You got to call it in, and, and yeah, you got to call it in. And yep. Georgia's gotten that way too. And Georgia has gotten that way too. I mean, I'm very adamant about you know all, all of my does and whatever. Just you yeah. know what? It's it helps them with research. Well, it does, and I don't you mind know, doing it. No, I don't mind doing it. No, it takes it takes five minutes. No, not at all. You know, if if that. So, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to this week. It's it you know going back up today and and um, I, I I don't I don't have a trip for a while. Uh, for six weeks, <laughs> so you're the man. I'm, you're the I'm, man. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not I, that lucky. I, I'm gonna be in the woods a lot, and uh, Carrie and I and Fancy will be traveling around the United States. Good you for know, you. which is which is just a ball, man. To, to you know, to, to travel around this time of year is beautiful. Man. It is. It is. I mean, when you go through those mountains and stuff of Tennessee and through Kentucky, um, it's 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 a beautiful place. The only the only tough part about driving this time of year is most of the deer are in rut right so um running wild bro uh, when when i was coming home from georgia on it's amazing how many dead deer you see on the highway it's unbelievable it's crazy to to be a buzzard right now would be awesome indian indian indiana's unreal It's a buffet. Dude, it's, a, yeah. it's a buffet line. The highway's it, 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 a buffet. There's, there's a line I never thought I'd hear. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a buzzer right now. Awesome. Right, right now would be awesome. Right now would be awesome. The only thing I wouldn't want to be right now is an insurance broker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Dude, don't you know they're writing up. So, I, uh, I, you know. I rented that car and look at it. Golly. Did Folks, you get the usual, extended policy? The Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some wonderful sponsors. Here we go. The Bearded Pig, Ring Power, Stackham Storage, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovations, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Shark Coatings, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, FW, as in the Firewatch. You go to thefirewatch.org and help them out. Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay, Shimano, Strike Zone, Angie Subs, Steenhatchie River Club, and of course, Moe's Southwest Grill, and the Nimnik family of dealerships. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely. for having me on. Yep, yep. For Captain Leon Dana, Captain Kirk Waltz, my buddy Chris Wayne, I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.